0: Chris walks in, he's like, hey, so I just got a call. Want okay. a bite of the Subway sandwich? Tyreek Hill, and I'm like, what? This is why I'm not a GM. I'm like, tell them they
1: can have everything. <laughs> you know? Um, I do the same thing. But then once I, once I did that,
0: I was like, wow, well, this is pretty irresponsible. I better check the... Because like, it's not like I was watching Tyreek. I thought he was untouchable. So I'm like, hey, I better... This stuff on. Um, it started with every target and then it turned into every pass of that year,
1: and then it turned into for the last three years. I couldn't
2: stop, and then, then I was <laughs> in too
1: deep. I said, Chris, that's like one of the only non quarterbacks
3: that you do whatever it takes. Chris walked. Today's awesome. episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. Shib, Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on Coin Market Cap. You can buy Shib on all the most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place to buy Shib is on Coinbase. But the best place to find more information is by following at Token on Twitter. There you'll find links to the Discord, the Subreddit, Telegram, everywhere else to find more information about investing in Shiba Inu. Shib to the moon, Diamond Paws all that good stuff, let's start the show. Mr. Unlimited. Broncos country, let's run. And welcome back to the Evil Mark Show. My name is Mark Hammond, and I'm happy to be the Mark in the Evil Mark Show, broadcaster, uber sports nerd, ready to take you on your sports talk journey. Now, some people call me Pinguino Supremo, but today I will be your rabbi as we dive into the funny, odd, weird, and interesting stories from the National Football League. And at this point, I'd like to bring in my co-host. He's a Wisconsin cheesehead. He's the based lawnmower simulator merchant and host of the podcast. Nobody's listening. Jared, how are you doing today?
0: I'm... uh doing a, a much better now that i've been able to sleep i i feel more awake now that i've had a double shot in me uh, i've been up since 7am since a fictional monkey stuck its fingers up my nose in my dream and i gagged so i'm doing all
3: right man yeah we we both are we both burnt the midnight oil last night we were up late working on a file on entertainment that went a uh, when when a uh, what 5 hours was the what was the final total
0: Five hours, three minutes, and forty-five seconds.
3: It was the Iron Man. It, it was the last decade that we were covering. It, it, it was a, it was a true Iron Man edition of the file and entertainment. You had, to like, you had to bring some, no, no, all, all of your gumption to make it through. Lots of fun, but lots of time. Uh, I and then after I got done last night, I was wired, man. I, I went and uh, was goofing around on my phone. I was reading Reddit. I, I got sucked into a rabbit hole. I was up till two a.m. What time did you finally get down? Uh,
0: I think it was like 2.30 is, is what time I finally got down. And then I woke up at like 7am wired out of my fucking bed. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was It uh, that, like, we were talking about this earlier. And I know that I've talked about it. We, You actually brought it up on the show. But like, I just can't fucking sit still for more than like two hours, man. Like, it's just I get antsy, I get wiry, and so I gotta play my golf game <laughs> if it's anything more than like two hours. Like I just have to be doing something to occupy myself,
3: dude, oh yeah, i was i i I was writing and doing some stuff on the side there and uh definitely uh listening, definitely paying attention, but yeah, I was like I was like, I gotta do this. I'm ra- making notes, I'm writing this, I'm doing that, uh, but yeah, that'll be a really fun one. that'll be out on Tuesday, but uh I know we we were we were not here on Thursday for our tip our Thursday oh. night for our typical Friday recording. Uh, so we're glad to be here today for you guys. We're going to break down all the NFL action this week. The one the one that we missed, I think, is the one that was okay to miss. It was, uh, the Patriots-Steeler game on Thursday yeah. night, which the only point I was going to make, if we would have previewed this game before it actually happened, I was going to point out, and this is a great for betters, it was, um, it was the lowest total for a football game in 30 years. So the total that Vegas thought this was going to be And of course it got blown out of the water because these are two NFL teams was 30 points. There was expected 30 points in that game. And what did we end up? We ended up with, I think 38, 39, 39 39 is the total. I mean, just a perfect gambling opportunity. So we would have given you the, we would have given you the, the the heads up on that, but you really didn't miss anything else. If you missed Steelers Patriots, you just missed a, a lot of bad football. Uh, did you happen to see the, uh, Ba- Bailey Zappy coming into the locker room celebrating. I did
0: like he fucking he goes little hog, little ham with the one coach, and then Belichick is like, "Hey, get over here!" And then it's like, "Oh yes, sir, Mister Sir," and it's just this like very formal handshake, and I'm like, "Wow, Alright, Bill, Billy Boy."
3: Uh, yeah, Zappi's like he 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 goes to Bill O'Brien, his offensive coordinator. And he basically like treats him like he met him on the street corner. <laughs> the neighborhood and he's like bro what the fuck and then bill belichick calls him over it's like yes sir thank you thank you for the <laughs>
0: software I,
3: I felt bad for him i was like oh, okay every must everybody just w- must walk around on eggshells around bill belichick
0: well he's, he, he's he's like that boss that like because my boss is all like because like he'll So like when we kit, when we send people onto the phones and we do our kickoffs, he's like, gang, gang, everybody, let's, let's, let's rock this, you know, boat or whatever. And like he skirts that line of just like a little too unprofessional, you know, with it, (laughs) but like, so like you could, you could do that gang, gang shit. But when he's like asking you questions, like, oh yeah, yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, that's what it was. (laughs) Yes, sir. You know, so you can party a little hardy, but.
3: Uh, isn't it great that the NFL coaching fraternity, like it, it, it's got the spectrum from a man who you cannot chest bump or even act like a fool with, like Bill Belichick, all the way to a guy like Mike McDaniel, where you can purposely make fun of his shoes on the sideline, and he'll give it back to you. Like, it, there's a huge spectrum of NFL coaches, and it's it's odd to, to see a, a guy like Zappy come in there, have a great game, and then just immediately go into to instant to Mister Little Boy Respect Mode thank you sir it, thank you sir
0: <laughs> yeah it it is it is i i love the spectrum of the nfl because like th- think of remember when the chiefs uh won and uh andy reed was like yeah like the boys bought me burgers and stuff like that you know <laughs> no is what am i eating rabbit food here like and then one of the one of the questions to andy reed who is a very large coach and he owns it you know he gets it they're like coach what's the perfect burger and he's like oh yeah you know what i'm gonna answer that like it's so fucking hilarious right and it i just i i love that the coaches i love that there's that spectrum of there's the oh yes sir yes, no no sir and then there's the guy who's like what are you a fucking pussy you smoke that blonde bitch you know like there is probably a coach out there that does it i guarantee it
3: Oh my goodness. well we have a ton of good stuff to talk about we are talking week 14 all the action for tomorrow like i said we're sorry mr friday but we are ready to roll today but enough rambling for me let's get right into our rundown
1: what the hell is a rundown
3: the Rundown. This is your rundown for Saturday, December 9th, 2023, episode number 192. Make sure you're following us on Twitter slash X at EVLMRK. Look for hashtag EMS192 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. Also, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, at ask evil mark. All right. So week 14 is shaping up to have a number of interesting matchups that exceed expectations. Hell, the Thursday night football gave us, uh, the numbers that we never thought possible. We will give you all our previews and predictions for week 14. Also, Philadelphia Eagles got a chink in the armor last week and the Cowboys are rolling.
2: How about them Cowboys? Yeah
3: it's an nfc showdown sure the niners are probably the best team in the nfc but these two are gunning for the number one spot we'll give you our breakdown and prediction also it's friday so we're handing out some hardware and we're throwing out some penalty flags the best awards and penalties in all of professional football but first before we jump into thursday we do got some shout outs for our listeners and supporters but i do not want to forget because people have asked about the the records where we at so currently currently our pick our pick challenge right now for the season i am at 79 and 50. All the games we picked, Jared is sitting at a solid 71 and 58. Uh, Jared won last week's uh, Mountain Dew game of the week, putting him one for O uh, for the next case of soda. The only game that Jared won against Pinguino Supremo this week when our opinions differed. Uh, and it, now, the last one I won, the last soda challenge I won, I actually decided to decline the Mountain Dew, uh, except the Mr. Pip since there's no Mr. Pip in, in my, in this desolate desert that is Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, wh- what's up with the Pip? I, oh, and by the way, before I ask yeah. you about the Pip, I just, just for everyone who's listening, who was part of the Patreon, um, I just got those cards on Friday. So I have your shirts ready to go. I was just waiting for the cards to come in. Those are literally, uh, once I get done with doing today's show, I'm going to the post office and setting this stuff out. So I'll literally be in the post office line uh, later today. But Jared, let me know about this PIB. So
0: I ordered the PIB for you. And then like mm. two days le- two days later, um, my my Amazon fi- – so I have an Amazon Fire TV, right? Like it's, it's that Roku TV, but it's the Amazon Fire TV, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to log in. And they're like, yeah, there's a problem with your login. I was like, what are you talking about? It's my Amazon account. So I go to Amazon and Amazon.com is like, hey, your your account is locked. I was like, why the fuck is it locked? What is going on? They're like, yeah, it's just locked. You gotta call our customer support. And I, I'm I was told there's apparently a chat function, which there most definitely is not a chat function. So I call up Amazon and I'm like, hey, the fuck is going on? Uh my account is locked. Like, what's happening? They're like, oh, I'm I'm not sure, but we we gotta fill out some some information. And the lady's like asking me all this information about my credit and debit card and stuff. And I was like, is this because of a case of Mr. Pib that I, that I sent to a friend of mine? And she's like, I have no idea. We just have to verify some information with your bank. I was like, all right, that's fucking dumb. Uh, we'll send you, a, we'll send you an email in two days that I'll, you know, show you what we're doing. I was like, all right, that's fucking dumb, but I'll wait. Uh, so I call the Amazon call center back and they're like, Hey, uh yeah, what's up? I'm like, my account's locked, and I go through the whole rigmarole because I've already signed up with a new Amazon account. I've already signed up with everything new because I'm not going to just not have my TV work because I can't sign into Amazon. And the same call center that I talked to, the lady's like, oh, yeah, we locked it because of a weird purchase you had. I was like, is it because I sent Mr. Pib to Arizona? And she's like, yeah, it is. I was like, I've done that like three times now because I'm really bad at betting against my buddy. Like, why'd you lock it? And she's like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's why it is. And I was like, well, I don't have the thing. Um, So can you tell me what's up? She's like, oh, yeah, we shipped it. Like, she's telling me all this information about my account and everything that the other lady could have. But the other lady was just a straight cunt. Like, she wouldn't give me any information. She wouldn't do anything. And this other lady, bless her heart. She was like the coolest Indian I've ever met. But she just decided to be like, yeah, this is what it is. This is why it is. This is what happened. And I'm like, so you never charged me for Prime? This never happened. That never happened. She's like, nope, nope, nope. You're good to go. The PIB is shipped. It should be there by the 12th. So in about two to three days, Mark, you should have it. And yeah, it just—it's so—it was so annoying. I was like, yeah, I lose a bet. They shut down my Amazon Fire. I'm all my all my extra pickums that I chose against Mark. I basically lost except for the one that really mattered. I'm like, wow, could this week get any shittier, man? <laughs>
3: there's still time there's still tomorrow there's there's
0: still time there's still sunday which (laughs) is great
3: uh, there's still time there's still sunday could go completely totally wrong uh yeah i'm looking forward to that i love pib i i'm so excited for this one uh oh but i do want to give us our shout outs here and i do have some new plugs here mr unlimited Before we dive into today's show, I want to thank all our listeners who watch and people who watch our content. I encourage everyone to look inside the show description to see all the links for our social media pages, for uh, where to get a t-shirt, links to our sponsors, and a special invite to chat and interact with us on the Discord server. So you can look in the show description. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can look inside the show description. You can find all the links for everything you'd ever want. Or you can also reach out to us at show at evilmark.com. I want to mention these uh, people who are who've been supporting the show since we started, who email us every week, always in constant contact. Uh, Jenna P. Hornsdown69, Abdel, UVA Doug, of course, Eric's nemesis, Tyrone in Minneapolis, Mizzou Man and Jennifer in Schenectady. Appreciate all you listeners and supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you. We're glad you're here. And this is your why we do the show. Um, For this week, uh, or also every Friday or Saturday. Or whenever we decide to do the show <laughs> i am joined by jared he's the host of the podcast nobody's listening i still need a new sound I, i'm gonna pick an, i'm gonna pick a sound myself <laughs> if we get a new sound here yeah. the podcast formerly known as feathers and friends now it's called nobody's listening tell us a little bit about the show where can people find it and what is it about i
0: just realized um I accidentally set the uh, scheduled time for today to go out at 7 p.m. instead of 7 a.m. So that would have <laughs> been really weird. Uh, so, yeah, the, the show Nobody's Listening is, look, I'm not going to lie. I, I shouldn't run a podcast uh of, of other people. Like, if it's just me, it's it's fine. It's fine. I can do what I want. Uh, When there's other people involved, I should just never be running a podcast. So it, it is a poorly thought out, unrehearsed, un, unscripted, un- on any like the 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 most hodgepodge random bullshit you can think of. Welcome to fe- uh, welcome to nobody's listening. Uh, I'm joined by usually a couple of guys from Let's Play Death Ray. This this last week, this one that's actually airing today uh, is called Spider Man, Moving and Pokemon. It, it involves Eric of uh, you know the great show File Entertainment, where he's the lowly little intern there, <laughs> and Jake from Let's Play Death Ray, where we talk about Spider Man where we could move if we had unlimited money and some fucking Pokemon stuff and some other stuff. I don't know. Dude, my
3: brain is so fried right now, Eric, Mark. <laughs> well, I, I'm still trying to figure out a, a different sound effect. Maybe you, maybe we could do...
4: Chicken! Give me Tindy! A
3: little 4chan action for you? For no, your sound effect no. I'll, of-
0: I'll find something <laughs> <today>. <laughs> A little nonsense, yes? Yeah. Bro, I went to go order coffee this morning, and the lady's like, hey, can I get your perks number checked in? And I was like, yeah, 715. She goes, 715. And my brain just stopped functioning. <laughs> like, she repeated the numbers back, and I was like, 5-5. Five, five. And she's like, five, five, five. 5 And I was like, okay, you have to stop repeating the numbers. My brain is not functioning right now. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I gave her
3: the rest of my phone number. Yeah. All right. I- I have a bunch of th- stuff here in the, in the in the dead file.
0: Win, 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 no matter what. That's so. Anything? No. no, no. Win, 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 no matter. Dude, what? I've seen so many of those motivational nonsense. Fo- like, but when I when I was a rep, you know, before I got the supervisor job, like we would play those motivational things in our waiting room, and I got so sick and tired of them. Got so sick and tired of them.
3: Well, you used to cover video games more. How about a uh, uh, how I, I got. I got push it to the limit, but I got an eight bit version of push it to the limit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll think on it. Okay, I, it's 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 not a hard no, but it's not a it's not a
3: enthusiastic yes. <laughs> not a ringing indoors, but not a hard no. But okay, okay, yeah. I, can, I can live with that. I can live I, I with that.
0: Pro- I promise you. I promise you. I will do it this afternoon. I pr- struggling <laughs> yes <laughs> struggling <laughs>
3: <Medioca>. <laughs> i don't want to exist right now oh mark can't work the soundboard
0: <laughs> we do don't. a little trolling it's called we do a little trolling you fucked up the opening one
3: i was right there I was literally two seconds behind it <laughs> So make sure you're listening. Make sure you're listening to nobody's listening. You can find it on all major platforms. You can find the link in the show notes. So go into the side of the show description. That link will take you to the latest episode uh, that just came out today. Um, Go check it out. Make sure you're listening. Also, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at EBLMRK. Once again, EBLMRK. Look for hashtag EMS192 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. You can also DM me there, and I will respond. Come check out your boy, Pinguino, on the Twitter.
2: They say I had a Twitter site.
3: But now, now it's time. It's time for Hardware and Penalty Flags, our version of an NFL weekly award show where we hand out the hardware to the week's best and we throw penalty flags on the week's work.
2: That's the world the whole world.
3: Garrett, give us your first uh, item for this week. Do you have a hardware piece of hardware or do you have a penalty flag?
0: I'm throwing out a penalty flag and I'm going to ask the NFL to get the referees hooked on phonics um, because apparently they don't know how to read. They don't know how to write. And apparently they all need glasses as well, too, dude. I don't know about you, but Patty Mahomes was running out of bounds during that Chiefs-Packers game, and they called unnecessary roughness as he was still in bounds, trying to move forward. And the Packer didn't like—he didn't even hit him that hard. He just like hit him enough to go, "No, you're out of bounds, right where we make contact, right." And I—I I think I saw this in like the Jets game where Zach Wilson had scrambled for a number of yards, and then they were the defenders were doing that thing where they're like pushing him towards the sidelines. They don't hit him, right? And then he cut up, got an extra like five yards before somebody would like almost hit him again and got out. But like the unnecessary roughness calls are bullshit because I saw plenty of hits in Jacksonville. saw plenty of hits in a lot of the other highlight videos were like, nah, the quarterback took off and ran. That should be that should be unnecessary roughness. If you're saying what Patty Mahomes had is unnecessary roughness. So if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, I'm a 100 percent saying that it is scripted up into the Super Bowl. <laughs> th- th- there's no way that the referees try to hand the Kansas city chiefs, the win over the green Bay Packers that hard. Let me see. I think, I think I have that.
3: I think I have that play. Let me see if there's any good sound on that play. Uh,
0: the booing was amazing.
3: Yeah. That just seems like a regular kind of tackle. Let me get the longer version of that play. That's just the, it's on the, it's on the highlight video. There we go. I found it. Here we go.
1: Is that a clean hit? Is he on the white? And it was the official that was all the way down the line of down
3: the line. So he's running to the sideline. He looks like he might bolt up the line for more yards. So he's already looks like he's he's running like a running back right now.
0: He's now. Yeah. He's in
1: bounds.
3: Yeah, he was in bounds. So he's free. He's he's not if he's running out of bounds, why isn't he going out of bounds?
2: After the play was over. Personal foul. Unnecessary roughness. thirty
3: four. Wow. wow.
0: Lambo doesn't boo like that. That's some boo birds, man. <laughs> yeah, Lambo. Well, L- Lambo doesn't boo that heavily unless you really fucked up. And NFL. yeah, like when the announcers are when the announcers oh. who are usually pretty biased towards the NFL itself is <laughs> it's it's like, no, that's fucking stupid, you know. And that's that's them politely, professionally saying it's fucking stupid. You know, you oh. you done wrong.
3: Wow, and, and they're ball. still booing. The other part of it is right at the first down marker as well. So. Oh, you got Collinsworth who's going to carry water for the NFL. There's no way he's ever going to be critical of the the routes. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's oh wait. I don't need any more. I don't need more and Andy Reed, a full audio between Mahomes and Andy Reid when they wanted to take him out. No, no, no. We I I think we've added successfully enough to the Patty Mahomes as a warlock. Patty Mahomes is greater than anything. <laughs> yeah, he's he's successfully a warlock. I love the there's all these clips on TikTok, especially this year where Patrick Mahomes has thrown a, a pick and they'll overcut mm-hmm. it with Collinsworth, you know, calling one of his better plays and they're like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, how great Patrick Mahomes is <laughs> like it is kind of funny, like nice twist on it. Because yeah, they, they cannot they cannot stop kissing Patrick Mahomes' ass. Like it's I, I only I wish he would go full Aaron Rodgers so that the, the announcers would stop jock riding i mean like maybe then they'd be like like we found out like patrick mahomes was like a trump fan maybe that would calm down (laughs) the announcers enough they'd be like yeah we like it but we're not going to be so overboard with our love because it'll piss people off like they're just he's so beloved
0: well he he's so good though like this is the first year that like i've seen him actually like struggle and so it's 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 weird but yeah that's that's one thing that i will say that i i like is that uh, uh, they they kiss his ass so much, and so it gives us good cannon fodder because you know we're gonna call it like we see it. If you, like with the Giants, right? We kept asking ourselves last year when the Giants are gonna go back to the, being this shitty team that they are, and they just had a hot streak, and then they got pushed out just like the Vikings did in the playoffs, and then this year they are like li- like nothing's changed, and they are garbage. We've been calling it all season that just some shit happened, right? So. Mm. I, I like how when when they're hot, they we're like, okay, this is unnatural, cool. They're doing good, and then when they go back to what they're supposed to be, we're like, yeah, no, you suck. We knew that all along.
3: Well, I, I even when they were running this league, I where I, I, we'll get to it when we break down their games for the week. But like, there, there's clearly they need someone who can actually catch the ball. Like, yeah, uh, DVS is like. I, you might as well just be throwing a ball randomly at a wall, like just hoping it kind of gets trapped in there somehow. Like it's it's yeah. completely ridiculous. The fact that that guy can't catch a football and this guy's been in the league too long to for any excuses.
0: MVS has been was hot for so long with Green Bay. And then he was so hot when he was making those plays. And I don't know what happened these last few weeks. But, yeah, the receiving core needs help. Kelsey can't do it by himself.
3: Ugh, it it's it, it's one of those things like as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, this is gonna become more and more of an issue. And if, well, we'll get to it a little bit later. I'll get to my yeah. first one though. Um I am going to give a piece of hardware or maybe a penalty flag. I'm not really sure because this story is really, really interesting. So let me take you back earlier this week. So uh NFL insider Diana Russini reported on Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson, Jets are in completely upheaval, uh Rogers threatened to come back. Turns out that's all nonsense. We don't even know if it's going to happen this year. It's, it's, that was more posturing than anything. Surprise, surprise. Aaron Rodgers was just looking for attention, but so Zach Wilson, it's clear the Jets need to get back to having a starting quarterback. They benched Zach Wilson rightfully. So, and it was reported by Diana Rossini earlier in the week. She, she tweeted the following and I'll just read it directly. Timeline of events we are reporting. Zach Wilson. Made clear to multiple members of the organization, players, staff, coaches of his apprehension to start due to perceived injury risk per sources. The conversations with Rodgers came as a result of Wilson's shared sentiments with others. So basically, Diana Rossini is basically saying that they, they keep that the coaching staff came back to Zach Wilson and they were like, Hey, yeah, everything is terrible. We want you to be the starter again. And Zach Wilson was like, "Ah, I don't know. Let me get back to you, (laughs) which of course, cause an uproar. No Joe Schmo NFL fan wants to hear about a multimillionaire uh, who doesn't want to do his job because he's afraid he's going to get hurt, knowing that he's a football player and he signed up for this uh, job. This led to a huge backlash within the Jets facility, and everyone going hard at uh, Diana Rossini and ESPN's reporting. It was Aaron Rodgers who shot the first, who had the first uh, shots fired when he responded, "Quote." When you use sources, intentional or unintentional, to try to assassinate someone's character like that report does for Zach, I have a real hard time with that, end quote. Uh, And then he said, you're basically saying that this kid is quitting on the team and doesn't want to play and is giving the middle finger to the organization. Now, Rossini, to her point, she stuck to her guns. She doubled down when she was on the Michael Kay show. She said that that was a reporting. She stood by it. She said that, uh, that she talked to people in the locker room. She stands by her report. And then Zach Wilson came out. Uh, later in the week after it was announced he was going to be the starter and Zach Wilson tried to clarify. Absolutely not you know absolutely not I uh I love the guys in this locker room and I would do anything and I think anytime you have an opportunity to step from this field you need to take advantage of it.
2: Did you feel the need to address the team at all about that because that report kind of was widespread on Monday?
3: No I don't think so and I think more than anything I've had support from those guys through this entire process I think guys understand where we're at right now and I've had backing you know since day one and that's why I love this team so much and You know, they understand the struggles we've been going through. And, you know, I think there can be a lot of respect shown to just keep fighting from everybody. And we're we're all going through the same thing. Okay, Jared. So respected reporter, Diana Rossini reports players, coaches, staff, multiple sources said that. That that Zach Wilson was like, "Ah, I don't know. I want to be the starter again. She reports it on Monday. By Thursday, it's this huge ordeal. So somewhere in here lies the truth. So either Diana Rossini is a complete liar. In in she has no journalist journalistic integrity. Uh, In in fairness to her track record, she has missed on huge things in the past. But so either Rossini's a liar, or Zach Wilson did show apprehension, and the the uproar caused this this rush to no 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 that's not what he said. Where do you come down on this? What do you think the truth is? So what I think the truth might
0: be is um, sometimes words and actions can be misconstrued you know um i'm not saying that she's wrong i'm not saying that she's right and i'm not saying zach wilson is right or he's wrong i mean we've we've heard the call for the turf to be replaced constantly because of all the injuries that we've seen because of the turf right Mm -hmm. and so if rogers was supposed to come back there's this timeline that he's supposed to be back he's supposed to be back like now and he's not um I mean, shit, it was week eight to week 18, uh, depending upon what source you talked to and, and what holistic healer was helping Aaron Rodgers at the time. <laughs> but like it, it could have been one of those things where the coaches were like, Hey, Rodgers, we'd like you to, or, uh, Hey, Zach, we'd like you to come back. And Zach is like, you guys know the turf sucks, right? Like it's probably not a real good thing to, to have me be the guy because of the turf. And. She took that as he doesn't want to be the starter. I can make this into a big fucking story that he oh. refuses to come back and stuff like that. So he has those concerns about the turf. He has concerns about, you know, being the full time quarterback, uh, because I know they were kind of going back and forth for a little bit there. That's probably what was said. And she took it as he doesn't want to play. You know what I mean?
3: Well, well, the the way she twists that—if that's if, if that's what we believe—then then her original quote of or her original tweet uh, of saying it's apprehension to start due to perceived injury risk, like it, I I don't I kind of get where you're coming from, but it seems yeah. like there's you can't be just there has to be there's some irresponsible here. This is obviously someone a reporter trying to to create a bigger story, uh, and, and we know how this kind of got got read right so th- this story comes out and people are like yeah well that's this is the problem with zach wilson he's not a gamer he's a pussy yeah this is you know this is typical of him this is it kind of if you were an anti zach wilson fan or a, a jet fan and who does not mm-hmm. like zach wilson or you're pissed off by what you've seen like this easily fits into the narrative like see this guy is an asshole this guy's always been a bag of shit who won't he doesn't want to play hard like he, as the reporter she's got to kind of know like that's where this story is going to go yeah. i don't see how you just drop this and be like oh yeah well no no he was really just worried about his leg and his arm like it's it's just well, yeah like i'm I'm blaming i'm putting more of the blame on her in my mind
0: yeah it's it's those click news articles i was i was I, I literally saw this last night when i was randomly browsing facebook um like r- reporters are just horrendous to begin with like there was uh um, I, I, there's some like real famous baseball player. I, it was some Japanese baseball player who's in like the American baseball league where the, they were like, you got to leave like him being private about shit is not going to be in his favor for the free agency. And then there was a, also another article that came out where it's like the, the very public free agency for so-and-so player is such a detriment to the thing. It's like there there's never, it, it's, it's, You either be private and get chastised for being private. You be completely open and transparent. You get chastised for being open and transparent. And there's like no middle ground, right? Like this this is why if I was ever in the spotlight for anything, Jared, Jared, what do you think about Ukraine? War is bad oh don't give us that bullshit answer it's like well, what do you want me to say i hope the russians die in a fiery abyss because they decided to attack another nation like that's totally mean to the russian people that's totally mean to like everybody that doesn't support the war like there, there is no good middle ground because remember with the news if it's salacious it sells um oh god who's that fucking uh not don cheney um uh, God, he's, he, my dad loved him, but he was in, uh, the midnight news, uh, Don somebody, he was a, he was an artist. He has literally a song about the news way back in the day. And it's uh kick them when they up, kick them when they down, kick them when they up, kick them when they down, kick them when they up, down, kick them all around. And it's like, yeah, that's what the news is. It's, it's basically meant to take this small little oh, Jared wishes war wasn't a big thing, and he hopes that the Russians can come to an agreement with the Ukrainians, and they'll spend it with. Jared wants every Russian to burn in a fiery abyss because they're fucking assholes. It's like, no, just the dude's worried about getting hurt because the field is notorious for wrecking people. They've had the, they've had the star receiver go down. Rogers is basically out for the season. The turf has claimed so many other victims. Like, let the kid have his worries about potentially losing his entire future, man. You know?
3: Well, let me also play you this clip. So she goes on, uh, oh gosh, I hate that I keep giving these guys plugs, but she goes on to Dan Levitard's show, Dan Levitard's show with Stugatz. So she goes yeah. on the Dan Levitard. Hopefully this isn't like 20 minutes of them talking and all here. Hopefully I have the right sound. So this is her on Dan Levitard's show with Stugatz.
2: I've admired Diana for a long time, but uh, the movie-
3: Now remember, just- <laughs> Dan Levitard is an ESPN shill. Uh, Rusini is also an ESPN shill. So let's uh, take Dan Levitard's signing off of, I know Russini and she's a good person. Like these are people who work for the same company, who work for the same billion dollar company, by the way, just throwing that she out there. She oh. just
2: made NFL Insider for the Athletic to leave the comfort of the corporate entity to bet on herself, her information.
4: Thank <laughs> Yeah, whacked
2: it, it seems like this week was unpleasant for you, Diana. And It is nice to see you, but uh, you reported something. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers uh, thinks that.
3: So she's going to respond to what Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers went right to the, she's trying to assassinate a guy's character, which of course, I mean, Rodgers instantly goes to the like, it wouldn't be, Rodgers would definitely not be the guy who gives you the take, like, hmm, like the Jerry take, like, maybe there's yeah. some nuance here. Maybe there's something in between. Aaron Rodgers goes right to fuck that bitch. She's trying to ruin that guy's life. Maybe, maybe a little insecurity there, a little bit of you know, adding your own flavor there, Aaron Rodgers. But here's her response:
2: You represent, and we represent uh, parasites who go to ruin Zach Wilson <laughs> for our entertainment because the information's valuable. The truth is valuable. A lot of giant contracts these days. Where the information is, Diana is paid to go get it. She's really good at it. It's really hard to get. So you report Zach Wilson reluctant to play and everyone calls you a liar and you mess up the Jets. And then Aaron Rodgers goes on ESPN and makes more news out of it.
1: The Jets have messed up the
2: Jets. Yeah. But I mean, then what, what get, what happens next is my friend gets swallowed and it becomes t- turbulent and awful. So what's your week been like? And thank you for being with us. I'm happy to see you.
4: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that intro. I I don't get embarrassed much. You guys have known me a long time. I'm like horrified hearing any of that. But thank you for for all the support and love. And I never even thought of it the way you described it. So uh, The Athletic has been tremendous. I wish I spoke with you, Dan, before I took the job as a writer. No one told me that it will be the hardest thing uh, I have ever done in my life.
3: Wow, did you hear that? like I bet you thought you had it tough when you were in Afghanistan. You know, she had it tougher. This is the toughest thing ever.
0: I mean, Afghanistan was actually pretty easy to be honest with
3: her. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Maybe did <laughs> Rossini did have it a lot harder than you. <laughs> is, well, for all firefighters or anybody who maybe lost a leg, it, it, calm down, stop crying. Diana yeah. Rossini really lives a tough life.
4: Really challenging, but
3: really challenging, really
4: rewarding as well. And um. This is probably a really simple, basic statement, but I'm really happy. I, I love what I'm doing now. And it took me 40 years to be able to really uh, feel that and say that and express it. So it's it's really been a, a great three months already.
3: Oh, I'm so happy. Oh my God. Thank oh God for goodness. you. Dude, that's the point. No, man. no. no I'm gotta...
4: athletic, but as for my week, my week is trash it's horrendous uh i live in the new york market so i'm in i'm in the vortex of it all so i get to hear it uh and then also hear from jeff's fans when i drop my kids off at daycare
3: oh the kids as a shield the kid as a human shield okay Um, Uh, my 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 whole i did not listen to this clip before we like i we found this while we were talking now i now i know which side i'm definitely leaning on by the way um
4: and look when you've been doing this a long time and you've become a credible person covering the league you hope that because of all the past stories you've done you've built this trust with the audience and with the fans but i realized over the last few days it's not that they don't believe the report is accurate they know the report is accurate the story is just unbelievable and I think
3: that's where
0: the is issue. It, it, it's not unbelievable, you dumb.
3: <laughs> no, she look. Nah. Does Sorry, that change your? Does that it changes my reaction? First of all, if if I was that reporter and I had reported that, and and Aaron Rodgers says, "Well, you know, Mark was just really trying to assassinate someone's character," I'd say, "Like, look, I had the sources. This is what I know. This is what I reported. I a hundred percent stand by it." I wouldn't need to talk about my kids using them as human shields. I wouldn't have to be talking about, well, I've built, you know, I've, I've done, I've had so much good when at the moment, if you ask somebody, did they do something wrong? And the moment they start going like, well, I have X number of years experience. The person's a fucking bullshitter. The person's a oh, fucking liar. She's a liar. Like that. Yeah. I was somebody like that. She's a liar. She, she took, she, she took probably a, a little piece of information like you said spun it completely out of control i see i don't give her the benefit of the doubt but like, it wasn't known she knew what that was going to turn into but took it knew it was going to be slacious probably didn't know it was going to be that slacious got called on her bullshit i don't think this is about assassinating zach wilson's character like i think rogers is it very pointed because roger says it, it's very uh like oh someone's trying to stop me like that's yeah. his his narrative but it is very much like i think players know this especially these reporters are not your friend. They're not your friend at no. all. They're liars. They're looking for anything to stir the pot, good or bad there that goes on in that room. Cause they don't, they don't belong there. They have no right to be there. The difference between a like hardcore fan and a talking head, the difference is so minute. The only thing that's stopping you is like what an SM7B and the ability to load up a podcast. That's the only difference between Jared, myself and Diana Rossini. It, it's literally nothing her okay. knowledge is is it's it's garbage she's garbage
0: you want to hear some fun shit i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking buy her out here real quick okay right? first off if you're a reporter and you know that you're gonna have to talk in some report like get a better microphone i was able on my piddly fucking winks salary where it's just me living in a half trailer in central wisconsin by myself was able to purchase a blue snowball black ice and create a podcast that sounded fairly decent when I upgraded to this the sure SM7B, which I'm on right now, thanks to Gaio and producing a podcast, I sounded just a tinge better. Like I sounded like oh they're like, oh my god, no, you're like you got a legit studio microphone. I was able to pay $75 for a blue snowball black ice Yeti microphone and sound okay. These people are taking like iPhones and iPads and they're making phone calls to fucking prestigious ESPN things. It's like, come on, like set spend the seventy-five dollars to sound really good on a radio show, please. I've seen people on lesser podcasts do it. Secondly, to Mark's point, he's 100 and fucking 10% correct. If you don't start off with, hey, look, the report was this, right? The and the and like, And my cursory passive knowledge of the Jets in that field and the call that the NFL has had to change it, essentially, with all the players, all the coaches and everybody. And I thought of that. The NFL is not my job, Mark. The NFL is my passion. It is my hobby that I do with you for a couple hours every week, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew this information. And she wants to go down that ha- whole path of my kids. And it's the hardest thing in my life. All right. You know who Darian Col- uh, Coolidge is? Darian Coolidge. You yep. ever heard of him? No. No, he was a member of the Packers and a member of the uh, the Cardinals for a little while. Oh, at 34, okay. he enlisted to the Army, Army National Guard, where I ended up piloting a bunch of Blackhawks in Afghanistan. And now he's currently in, at his alma mater of Boise State, serving as the Director of Development and Varsity B Coordinator. So this man plays in the NFL as a Green Bay Packer lineman. He goes to the Cardinals where he probably started a bunch. Then goes, you know what I'm going to fucking do? I'm going to go fly helicopters in Afghanistan. And this lady is like, oh, my job is so hard because I'm a reporter. Bitch, it's your job to find information. You're the one who wants to spin it to be some bullshit, right? Like you want to talk about how hard your life is? Darian probably had a harder time in the NFL trying to be a lineman and making the transition into the military than you did writing this story. What?
3: It's just, not just that hard. Just a funny side note. Is isn't it funny that guys who go to the Cardinals, like because he went on to fly Blackhawk helicopter, uh, Pat Tillman went on to become an Army Ranger. What is it about the Cardinals that? Someone's like, you know what? I think I'd rather serve in a combat zone than play for the Cardinals. Like, the
0: Cardinals, yeah, <laughs> working for the Cardinals is like a combat zone. You guys suck so much, you constantly lose. They're like, you know what? I might as well get full benefits, you know, and a yeah. full ride of scholarship afterward because I'm. it's the same thing in the military. I just wear a different uniform and I don't have to get hit as much.
3: Yeah. If, if I get hurt there, then I might get full disability. If I get hurt yeah. here, I'm just going to get cut. I, g- yeah. I guarantee it. I, let me play the rest of this. Clip. I guarantee you, the one thing we haven't gotten to is the death threat. I guarantee you, somewhere she's complaining. About- that, that, it, it, she it. has to
2: oh is it is it unbelievable
3: a guy not wanting to no, play quarterback for, the, for his team for that
2: team for that like look i think the jets have reached the exact breaking point Wilson. They, they're the jets they've been bad long longer than he's been bad like pause, 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 pause it pause it
0: pause it He's, he's making such a good point here. Like they were pretty okay last year. And now they're realizing that without Rodgers, they're fucking trash. And Zach Wilson is, is living that number one, you know, number <laughs> one draft pick overall thing that everyone hates. You're going to go to a shitty team. Life is going to fucking suck. And I'm just glad that somebody's finally standing up for themselves and going, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. You guys can see how good I've been. I want off the shit team. That's an excellent point that he's making.
3: Well, well, look. I, I think that there's something to be said there about Zach Wilson and and his lack of effort. I think it, that story becomes believable because of of last year. Exactly to your point, because of last year, the the benching, the the having to apologize to his teammates. Like the, Roussini is definitely a, someone who's trading in garbage. Like she's a garbage person who's trading in garbage reporting, but. It, your garbage reporting is really easy when you can pick on someone who obviously has stuff in their past it's questionable so he's made questionable decisions he's had to apologize to his teammates for it. he's not lived up to his billing he, he's a guy who's he's taken every opportunity not this year not since Rodgers has been here but before this since he came into the NFL he takes every opportunity to tell you about how great he is how how much he's going to do how hard he's going to try this guy will not shut up about himself he's constantly involved in nonsense so he's when like you a so, when you hear that Zach Wilson might be the kind of guy who's like, thanks, but no thanks, of course, normally we would go, no, that's bullshit. You don't get to the NFL unless you're a true gamer. But because we <laughs> because we know these things about him that are a fact, we're like, maybe he is that fucking weird of a guy. Like, he would be like, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Just put me down for two on the depth chart. I'm solid. Like, it just, and the, she knows that. She knows that. That's why. Yeah. It, she's she's picking on that uh, let me say i'll just listen list to the rest of this clip I'm, sorry I, I, I apologize. I mean, no i sorry. know we're going to get to the death threats because she's a female reporter She she's not standing by her work so and she's already brought up her kids as a human shield so let's just get to the point where people are threatening her life that but,
2: organization to not get him decap.
3: this is the 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 okay, now i'm going to get all political. this is this is the white woman victim card this is it's oh, this my, is
0: your tay tay swift Rant no, against. no, I, I'm not going to bring tag. up Taylor. So I,
3: I'm just going to say when when a white woman does something wrong and she's called out for it, and they're saying, hey, 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 hey Diana, look at this. You lied about this. You You didn't do good work here. I can't believe this. You know, people are going to, people are going to give you criticism for this. And she gets a the criticism. Then it's like, oh, my kids, I had the worst week ever. And I, I live in the New York area and people yell at me. So let's get to the, let's get to the rest of the, the let's fill out the white woman bingo card. Where's the death? Yeah,
2: I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Yeah. There, there,
4: there was a lot of people that I've been, you know, I've, I've had tons of conversations since the story broke, but also even before we put the story out um, and I wasn't getting a lot of, what do you mean he doesn't want to play? I mean, from for some of the old school football people that I talked to, yeah, of course, it's like, no, no, he has, he's going to play, like he'll, he'll figure it out. I was getting a lot of, why would he? Of course he's not going to want to go out there.
3: Mm, I was wondering that.
0: Yeah, you were hoping for something different, didn't you?
3: Ah, I really thought, oh, okay, here it is. Okay. Oh, uh, So they're in the longer clip. There's been a lot of traffic outside my house. I don't know if it's Jets fans, but it seems very busy. I think people just want to blame someone. Yeah, so there, they, I don't have it in the clip, but there we go. That, that's the quote from the article. Ah. Oh, die. I hope you get hit by a car. Receive answered answer when asked about the response she's received from Jets fans. There's been a lot of traffic outside my house. Yeah, That's it. She, she, she filled out the... All the white woman bingo. Crap. He, 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 but he asked about
0: it though. He's like, he's gonna, she did it in the best possible. If that's her response, there's been a lot of extra traffic outside my house. I don't know what it is. Uh, but it, uh, it may be just some angry jazz fans. Like that's the, that's the best answer you can hope for though, right? Like oh. that's the best, that's the best answer you could hope for from somebody like that. But again, to, to your point, we'll take the history and stuff like that. If you've, if you've not done well in the past and you've missed a lot of marks in the past, like, yeah, obviously you're gonna get called on your bullshit, right? It's it's that I've been a car salesman for 30 years. I know what I'm doing, I know how to sell. No, the fuck you don't. This is totally different. Like, try me, bitch. It yeah, it's it's a it's annoying when somebody fails on something, but she's hitting the points that, that we wanted her to hit, and she's not leaning into the whole victim there. So, I mean, I'm gonna give her a little bit of credit, but the way that she blew it up is is completely incorrect. And by the way, Mark, I found out who the artist is. It's uh, Don Henley, and the song is called Dirty Laundry. And it's a perfect encapsulation of what the media was way back when and now. So, oh, Don okay. Henley, Dirty Laundry.
3: Don Henley. All right. Well, Diana Rossini, public enemy number one. This is why I hate the athletic. The athletic is just <laughs> really bothers me because the, the athletic are the biggest fucking jock sniffers in, in, in the sports talk world. If you work for the athletic, then that means basically you're a fluffer for athletes. You're the kind of you're the kind of reporter who goes around and either just bows down to the, the athletes you love or you go out of your way to destroy the athletes who aren't in your Rolodex. That's what the athletic is about. And and people who want to read the athletic the fans have to pay you money to, so you can play your little bullshit game. I cannot stand the athletic, like at least as much as I dislike Pat McAfee and his show, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to like, into. It, but I just, it's not my cup of tea, but as much as I, it's not my cup of tea. It doesn't, Personally, offend me as as much as as that does. That 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 really, really personally offends me. The this Dan Levitard and their their little carrying water and the athletic and their little uh uh being fucking jock sniffers. It totally disgusts me. It's it's it, it's not reporting. It, it's not even gossip reporting. It's just garbage. It's just trade trading in garbage. But Jared, give let's get to your next one so I can get off Diana. no, no you're.
0: You're fine. I, I, I too hate it when I uh, try to look up an article and like, hey, turn off your ad blocker. No, I will never revisit this website. Hey, pay $5.99 to watch this. Nope, never going to pay for to watch this. I, I hate that shit.
3: Um, yeah, uh, so, someone's got to kiss LeBron's ass and you've got to pay $5 to read it. T- tell me what world we live in. That. <laughs> tell yeah. me where that that's right. <laughs> I, I don't like it.
0: I don't care for it. But you want to know what is, you know, you want to know how bad, so if we want to talk about bad things, Mark you want to know how bad the Los Angeles Chargers really are?
3: How bad? Oh, I, I'm assuming that it's, it's like a, a partial birth abortionist was my initial thought. Yeah, it,
0: but how bad is it? So, okay. So check this out, right? So I, I was watching, I th- I think it was the Chargers, like, um, I think it was their highlight game. And I, I sent you a photo. And this is where you can send out that little chart that you see out, that, that I sent you your way last night when I texted to you. I uh, did my homework for a change because I got called out on it. Um, the 21st overall draft pick was Quentin Johnston, right? He was selected by the Chargers. The kid has 190 yards like a week ago, basically, just for just to say that. Uh every draft pick below him that was a wide receiver has over 490 yards receiving, with the exception of Michael Wilson, who is 435 yards. And guess what team he's on, Mark? He's on the Cardinals. Oh. And let's face it, the Cardinals are a team that is like living on a miracle prayer right now. Like somebody de- some fucking wizard decided to pop into his existence, go, mm, the Cardinals are going to kind of be okay. And then ex- left somebody somewhere in the Cardinals organization prayed and prayed to a deity that decided to become real for about 30 seconds, give him a wish and a prayer and a hope. And when the 21st overall draft pick wide receiver has 190 yards with uh, with with our boy, Justin Herbert and the Cardinals can have a wide receiver draft pick with 435 yards. And I think the kid is like number 100 something. If I remember the picture correctly, that's fucked. That's how bad the Chargers are, dude.
3: (laughs) But I think who's their top even their top receiver is Keenan Allen, a, a receiver who's pretty much like way, way yeah. on, on the other side there. They got Palmer, uh I think Eckler kind of leaks into their their he's their third best receiver. That's
0: yeah. Let's um no, let's go receive. Yeah, receiving. Uh Keenan Allen has one thousand one hundred and seventy-five yards. Their next best wide receiver is Jay Palmer with three seventy-seven. Uh Aaron Eckler, who's actually a running back with 295. Everett, their tight end with 254. Uh M. Williams for 292. And oh, Johnston finally passed the the mark here. He's at 242. Uh but he is the one, two, three, four, five, six, like he's number six.
3: The, but yeah, the, on- like- the only sadder wide receiver room in the NFL is probably who they're playing this week in the in the Broncos. Yeah. The Broncos top receiver is Cortland Bronkers. Sutton.
0: You mean Broncos?
3: Broncos, <laughs>
0: Bronkers, Sure, Broncos. Like that is such a massive gap, though. 1,175 to three seventy seven. Like that is such a big gap,
3: dude. They have one guy they like to throw the ball to, and even then, yeah, I, I've seen I've seen a lot of highlights this year, and even then, he he has a lot of drops too. On top of yeah. on top of being uh, not a very productive wide receiver, even when he does get targeted, it's he's got drop itis. He's really really bad.
0: Well, you know what? I'm, I'm interesting. Uh, I'm interested. I'm not, I I'm fucking you listening. are interesting. I'm interesting guys. <laughs> fucking pay attention to me. Let's go to the Colts, right? Yeah. Like the Colts they're receiving. Okay. Pittman jr's got 889 yards. Uh, downs has got 580. Uh, Pierce has got 391. And then it goes to the tight ends. Like their three main wide receivers aren't really that far apart. You can definitely tell who the one, two, and three are, but it's not like a massive gap, dude. And this is the fucking Colts with Gardner Minshew at the
3: helm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I, I can't wait till we preview that game. It's got a funny quarterback matchup this week. <laughs> I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I just I thought it was hilarious to go. Wow. The 21st overall draft pick wide receiver where usually wide receiver draft picks are pretty fucking money. Right. Yeah. They're pretty first money. round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the best one goes to the chargers and they're just like, yeah, we're just going to feed the ball to Keenan Allen. And no, by that, I mean, we're going like, what was that? What was, uh, remember the, uh, the, the pro bowl f- uh, flag football game where the, where they were just like, the play is give it to Randy.
3: <laughs> give it to yeah. Randy.
0: Like, that's how they want. Give it to Randy.
3: Yeah, it's with these wide receivers too. Like everything, kind of is, especially with the way the game is played, especially the past couple years. Like you have to have a top line wide receiver. So when you draft somebody in the first round like that, you're pretty much you can almost give away. Like Debo Samuel's almost left because they they had they were kicking around the idea like, well, we could just draft another guy. So you're either going to pay a guy to keep him because he's really great, he's all world, or you think he's all world, or you've backed into a corner where you don't have a draft pick and you have to overpay him, but. You might be like, no, no, we can let this guy walk, like the Chiefs, uh, let him go. We're going to get another. We can find another guy like that in the draft. Sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes it ain't that easy. (laughs) But they they won the. I remember they let him go, and they're like, oh my god,
0: can the Chiefs do it? Are they going to be okay? It's like it's it's Tyreek Hill, like ooh, like the the rest of their 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 core wasn't sacked. and they they beat the, the the the. Oh my fucking god, Mark oh talk they beat the eagles in the super bowl
3: yeah yeah no and well, well last play a little controversial there it's still we, we have out talked in my about i know i know i'm not going to get into it. about saying. it
0: it's not take off saying. your tinfoil hat
3: i'm just saying uh well i will i i will keep that tinfoil hat on because there's uh i'll take it off and i'll put on a, a hat of mourning because it's it must be frustrating to be a cleveland brown fan every time you think you got a good quarterback, you end up with something weird. You end up with a uh, uh, an aficionado of sexual assault who you give a quarter of a billion dollars to, or he decides he gets hurt, he doesn't want to play, and you get stuck with a 38 year old Joe Flacco starting. So things have been bad for the for the Browns all year long at the quarterback position, and now things have gotten even worse uh, because Joe Flacco is starting for them. And this has caused a lot of speculation, a lot of talk in sports talk radio in Cleveland. And one person, former player decided, I, I'm tired of just talking on Twitter, of uh, just posting my thoughts. I'm going to actually call into a radio show and give my thoughts on who should be the quarterback for the, for the Cleveland Browns. So here's a little piece from the Ken Carmen show with Anthony Lima. Uh, and this is a former player calling in to make his case for Joe Flacco over uh, DTR. Maybe. I'm Snoop Dogg, and I'm giving up smoke. I know what
0: you're thinking.
2: Back to the rolling hills of Virginia, and I, 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 I just couldn't, I had to pull over and stop at a oh, rest no. stop to
3: call you guys.
2: What did because I
3: Because there is no
2: decision here.
3: I, I mean, I coach Joe. This is former head coach uh Al Saunders. Uh uh this is former Browns coach Al Saunders, who's driving around. He hears sports talk guys talking about who should be the quarterback in Cleveland and he decides he's just gonna call into the radio and give his ideas. Flacco in Baltimore. And uh when when the the Browns signed Joe, I sent Joe Barry
2: or, or, or Anthony uh Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Barry, excuse me, is yeah. getting to me. Uh, and the coaching <laughs> staff said, what a great move that was. Because the, the time to win for Cleveland is now. It's not,
3: you can't, it's seven and five, and, and you're going into the stretch run of the season. Well, and so, okay, so yeah, one, one guy voting for Joe Flacco. But I just wanted to just give you, paint a picture here for the, the situation in Cleveland. So since, the last time they had a, a solid, reliable starting quarterback was Vinny Testaverdi, years and years ago. Let me tell you, this is almost like, it, it, I think that someone used to keep a list of the shows that used to follow the Simpsons or like in that kind of block of TV time that are just, yeah. you hear about it and you're like, oh fuck, that's right. Yeah, that was terrible. I can't believe they did that. Let me give you some of the names that we've had since of Vinny Testaverde, Ty Detmer, Spurgeon Wynn, Doug Peterson, Tim Couch, Luke McCown, Jeff Garcia, Trent Dilfer, Charlie Fry, Bruce Grotowski, Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn, Jake Delahome, Colt McCoy, Seneca, Wallace, Dad Lewis, Brandon Whedon, Jason Campbell, Connor Shaw, Brian Hoyer, Austin Davis, Johnny Manziel, uh, Josh McNown, Robert Griffin III, Cody Kessler, Kevin Hogan, Deshaun Kaiser, Tyra Taylor, Nick Mullins, Casey Keenum, Baker Mayfield, Jacoby Brissett, P.J. Walker, Darian thompson Robinson, Deshaun Watson, and now Joe Flacco. It's it's like, it's complete disaster in Cleveland.
0: Some of those, some of those names were good quarterbacks. Some of those names were good quarterbacks before they got traded to the Browns. And I will throw this out there. I don't know why they traded off of Baker Mayfield. He actually had a good year. They just never gave him a chance to follow it up. I mean, are we being proven right that they moved off of him right now because he's basically mediocre? But again, how many times have we seen it time and time again, where a team wins a Super Bowl, they go back into the next year with the same basic copy paste maneuver, and they do very, very well again. Shit, Green Bay went back to back, right? One of the few teams to go back to back, Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. The last four years, they've been to the Super Bowl three times, right? Like Mm. you can copy paste the shit out there. I just don't know why the Browns decided to just go. Yeah, fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna try something different. When we actually had a winning season and a record with this setup, right? They they could have just coached the shit out of their players and made them better. You can progress from from making the playoffs, man. I just I don't get it. I don't get it.
3: The the one name I'm surprised it's not on here is Matt Flynn. Like all these names are like some of these are like a blast from the past or the blast from the mediocre past. Like Whedon, Seneca Wallace, Jake Delahanty. Yeah, Deadmer. Tim got. Yeah, like it, it, these are all your your misfit toys who who languish around the league and then they they fell off. And then there's a huge outs like Johnny Menzel, But like, I'm surprised Matt Flynn isn't here. I feel like he should have been there. I feel like, uh, gosh, you're like. You could probably pull a same list together of the Arizona Cardinals. We probably have an even more embarrassing list than this. Cause at least some of these guys were like, Oh yeah, I kind of remember that name. The really odd ones are like Kevin Hogan. Like no one probably remembers that Nick Mullins. I remember Connor Shaw, uh, bad Lewis. Uh, uh those are the really, really Seneca. Bruce, I, Bruce Gr- Grudowski. That's another Charlie Fry that those are like the real, real bad ones.
0: I, I remember Seneca. Cause I remember hearing that name I was like, what? Oh, so who should be the quarterback for the Browns?
3: Should it be did, Joe Flacco? Did you break that
0: story, Mark? Or was it just something you and I talked about where some guy saw Joe Flacco on a plane going to Cincinnati? Or oh, to,
3: to yeah. I, I saw that on on TikTok. Yeah, I saw that on NFL yeah. TikTok. And I was like, yeah, it was. It was just some It was some crazy Browns fan on a flight who was like, oh, my gosh, look, there's Joe Flacco uh, in third class loading his shit into an overhead compartment.
0: Yeah, because I, I I remember I saw that on Facebook too, where this guy's like, I can't believe it. I actually saw Joe Flacco on my plane to Cleveland. And I was like, hey, man, what the fuck are you doing on my what Why are you going to Cleveland for? He goes, just watch the news. Mm-hmm. And like, it, he was basically confirming it without confirming it. And I saw that. And like, I've kind of been waiting. And then I remember watching the highlights and they're like, yeah, Joe Flacco uh, is, you know, was assigned to the the training. And I was like, oh my God, Mark and I are going to have a fucking field day with this. And here we are. It is official. It is now here happening. Flacco is now the starting quarterback for the Browns. I think it's great. Welcome back, Flacco. Uh, I hope you get a lot of flack and, and I hope you don't get blown up, you old man.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's what's sad here is it's a playoff team like, and we'll, we'll get to that when we, we preview our games it's like they are technically he's right the the coach is right like this is if there was a year for them to make the playoffs and kind of get out of their the, the funk that they've been it's like this is the year they just don't have a quarterback which is not usually the best kind of position you want to be in when you're when you're going for the playoffs i i love this next one because this next piece of hardware apparently like because this is one that i was going to write it but i just decided the last moment i was like i was like gosh this guy seemed pretty mean even for me but jared tell tell us about your last one
0: i i i have to i have to throw this out there do you want to hear some of joe flacco's nicknames yeah go
3: ahead so
0: the the one that that stands out is joe cool joe flacco used to have the nickname joe cool uh he also used to be elite dragon gummy bear overlord and pokemon (laughs) master yeah just just throwing that out there uh, gummy bear overlord i i want to know the story behind that uh if if you can use those magical powers uh for that thing you told me about and you can get an interview with joe flacco i have to be there for that. To where i go joe you have the nickname gummy bear overlord i need answers now <laughs> uh but i'm i'm throwing a massive penalty flag on the dumbest seattle sea chicken there jamal adams uh, so apparently there was a guy by the name of Connor Hughes. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what his deal is, uh, but he took like a screenshot of the, the Cowboys scoring the touchdown for the go ahead in the fourth quarter against him, And he just goes, yikes, right. With a little like <laughs> emoji or whatever. Jamal Adams decides to clap back on a very adorable profile photo or like cover photo of this guy and his girl. Right. And put yikes, drunky, <laughs> wiggly, smiley face over it. Like, Dude, that is the pettiest white boy, white girl, pumpkin spice, Ugg boot wearing latte bullshit I have ever seen in my life. You are a fucking sea chicken through and through. If you have to go after somebody's personality because you dropped an assignment, you got outplayed, and you're that fucking upsetting spaghetti that you got beat by the cowboys, I have a little bit of advice for you, motherfucker. Do better. Be better. You sunk down to the lowest of the low there to attack somebody's girlfriend, who, by the way, is actually really adorable. And it's a very, very cute couple photo. Like it is two people smiling, happy to be with each other. And the guy's doing a job that he can love to support his family. And you want to call out his girlfriend for not being your type. What is your type? Drunk, high and stupid. You know what? Stay out of the clubs. Stop drinking. Stop doing whatever extracurricular activities you're doing and be a better defensive Be better on the defense so that way that doesn't happen. If your only go-to is to try to attack somebody's personality or attack somebody's whole life because they called you out on something that you failed, you are in the spotlight. This is your job. This is your life now. You entered into it. If you can't handle the smoke, get out of the fucking fire.
3: Well, It's funny because I remember reading the story. I'd never seen the original picture he put yikes on. I've I've never saw the couple picture of looking at it for the first time. It's it's a lovely picture of a couple. What's cut out of the picture is that they're holding their baby.
0: and this guy's cropped it to make it worse yeah you (laughs) fucking you're a piece of shit jamal adams you're a piece of shit
3: and and you're right it's like it's just a standard like oh hey look at this nice couple like like for firstly when i first heard about it i was like oh he's probably it's probably like a keanu Reeves, reeves kind of situation where it's like cool guy his wife is a little older than him you know not like sometimes like hey like Sometimes like you you still don't say yikes, it's still shitty to do that. But like yeah. sometimes you, you get it. You're like, you're like, look at Keanu with that old lady, like, all right, man, like you do you, bro. As long as they are a cute couple though. Yeah, hey, hey as long as you're as long as you dig it, that's all that matters. No one else has got to dig it. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're But you can understand why people would be kind of like, you know, a little strained, you know, like
0: eh, look at that. Isn't that uh, weird? they've been Keanu Keanu and his woman have been dating for a very, very long time. So it's, it's not like she's just like, you know, she's not punching down to grab Keanu. They've apparently been together for a very, very long time. So,
3: but still you look at him and, and you, you yeah, know, yeah. okay. I mean, it, Hey, you know what? Bravo for her. It, it, it works the other ways too often or not. Then that, that you, you know what? An ugly girl should get a, a really good looking guy every now and again. That, that should be fair. If, if yeah. it's the basis for every, like, man married sitcom on tv so that uh, an ugly guy has a hot woman so why not but like this picture is pretty innocuous but they're holding their baby together and he's like yeah which is like hey look i understand i don't like reporters like i I don't know how i would feel if if i was being attacked by a reporter i i don't know if i would stoop to this point being like oh look at him with his ugly wife let me let me retweet that i would just I wouldn't even be tempted to do that unless the wife was really, really ugly. And they were like, yeah, Mark's an asshole, but he's making a point. This just seems kind of mean, like in no purpose.
0: I, I remember the one time I accidentally did something like that.
3: Oh, you okay. posted, you went after someone's wife.
0: No. So so we used to play this game when we were gate gu- guards uh, where we would throw penalty flags. Because uh, what, what we would have to do is we would have to check everybody's ID that came through the gate, right? And usually if a woman came through the gate, like a dependent, uh, a, a, depend, uh, a dependent, a dependent, fuck, why is <laughs> so goddamn hard? A dependent came through the gate. We would always check the back of their ID to make sure it was correct, right? And we'd always look at the weight. And sometimes the weight would be off by like 20, 30 pounds. Like not a big deal. Funny, ha, ha, ha. But when the weight was like 150 and you're clearly like 200 pounds, we would do a little behind the back gesture where we'd throw a little flag out there. And this one time my brain was way faster uh, or my mouth was way faster than my brain. This lovely woman and her entire family, like mom uh is in the car. Her kids are in the car. She's like, my husband's coming home from deployment in a couple days. It's going to be great. I was like, oh, you're with the bomb squad. And good. Good to hear those guys are coming home. I was like, uh, ma'am, I just need to check your ideas. So I was just like, oh, yeah, here it is. I look at it and the picture is very old. Like she's like 160, 150 pounds. Right. I flip it over on the back. It says it's 195. (laughs) She is clearly 250 plus pounds. Now, I fat shamed the shit out of her. I shouldn't have done that. I have paid my retribution. And I I look it over and I go, ma'am, you need a new ID. And she's like, what? Why? And my brain clicked. I have to explain to her that her photo is not current. Her weight is wildly wrong. So if we're looking for somebody... We're not going to find her. luckily, the the edges of her ID were torn, right? Like you could like separate the ID from the front and the back. and my my brain goes, use that, use that, use that. And so I go, ma'am, you see this little tear here?" and I peeled it apart slightly. I go, what's really interesting is an enemy of the United States could rip that front piece off if they got your ID, slap a front sticker on it. Now they have a valid backside of an ID they can basically copy-paste the front of it, and now somebody who shouldn't have access to the base now has access to the ba- gate. And I would really appreciate you helping us keep this base safe. I mean, you guys are the backbone of the military here. You take care of us while we're gone, right? I was just like, oh my god, that's so sweet of you. And I was like, <laughs> I almost fucking ate concrete. <laughs> so yeah, that that was my one time I did the yikes, and my brain did it when I shouldn't have done it, and I almost had hell to pay, so. <laughs> I did a yikes in real life, guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you piled on too many lbs. You got to go get a new
0: eye.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I, I'm in that same spirit. I'm going to throw a penalty flag on this last uh, story I have for you, and it's a ridiculous. It, it, this is a ridiculous thing to say, and uh, the, unfortunately, uh, David Carr wasn't able to catch himself in time and pull it back. And in fact, he's doubled downed on it. So David Carr had the rare opportunity to put the toothpaste back in the tube on Wednesday night. But instead, the former number one NFL draft pick decided to double down on his terrible, terrible take that the Philadelphia Eagles are better off benching Jalen Hurts <laughs> and starting Marcus Mariota. <laughs> this is this is what what David Carr said, quote, clearly Jalen isn't comfortable reading through a defense and drop back pass scenarios. Some would say he's not even good at it. And I think that when you look at this team, you have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly and you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now? So completely dumb, completely stupid. W- why you would bench uh, the the a guy who's who's played like an, an MVP to put in, and I love Marcus. Marcus Mariota is Captain Quack. He's one of my favorite Oregon Ducks of all time. As yeah. a pro, he's been absolute dog shit. If that guy can read a defense... Congratulations! That's the one thing he can do. Like, what well, I guess, yeah. like, I, I don't know what award you win for that. I don't know how many wins that gets you. But l- let me play the sound effect for you. So he's finally given the chance. Derek Carr is finally given the chance to back off this topic. He can backpedal, so he can't play the typical normal female journalist thing. Is like, my kids are being picked on, and I just think I was kind of misunderstood. He can't play that. So he, w- when you're a male journalist, or you're a male in this country, you got to eat shit if you if you're wrong. You got to eat shit or like most guys, you you're not gonna eat shit. You're gonna double down. You're gonna take your bad take, and you're gonna be like, "What can I say to kind of try to prove my really really bad take?" Let's 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 listen to Derek Carr and see how he doubles down.
4: In no way did you ever say Jalen Hurts needs to be benched. The headline here is allow him to get healthy. To do that, maybe you do play Marcus Mariota. You've gone viral. Why don't you clarify what was said and what the internet has run wild with?
3: So she's just set it up. So she basically just took away everything because I read you the quote of what he said. So she basically just, Totally downplayed it and put him in a position where it's like, okay, you're going to backpedal here. I've already cleared some space for you to backpedal. Now feel free to start walking backwards now because I just set it up that, well, you didn't really say that. You were just kind of floating the idea that, you know, it it might be better if he got some playing time. What you're talking about is benching Jalen Hurts here. But so, okay, so she's a fucking liar.
0: Well, she's trying to help him, you know?
3: Yeah, but she's being a liar. She She's, she's playing fast and loose. This is supposed to be a journalist show. Supposed to be journalism, but she's lying to set this up. This is why, this is why like that. Let's go, Brandon is so, is so popular. It's not because it's like, Oh, they're afraid to say fuck. They're so ready to say fuck Joe Biden. Everyone's happy to say fuck Joe Biden. The, the, the the joke there is that when that reporter came up and you could clearly hear the crowd screaming, fuck Joe Biden, you could clearly hear it. And in the reporter lies initially lies and goes, Oh, yeah, everyone here is saying go. Uh, you know, they're saying, go, Brandon. And it, it's such an obvious lie that you go, well, they OK, they do want to
0: get fined by the FCC.
3: No, that, that that's bullshit, because it's one thing that if you if you if you, the crowd is yelling something really bad, you cannot acknowledge it, push the story. But to actively lie and be like, oh, oh, the crowd is is chanting, let's go, Brandon. When you know they're not, they're chanting, fuck Joe Biden. Why would you li- you're lying right from the get go? That's the problem there. That's why that that's caught people's attention is because it's it's a clear example of a reporter getting on tv and the first thing that they do is they go right to lying. so her her first step is like let's spin this he said something stupid it was really dumb he's catching a lot of shit for it i'm going to open up the this, this segment by lying and trying to downplay it and trying to manipulate the information instead of being a reporter i'm here to lie i'm here to help set him up so please uh uh derek Carr, take the bait just back away. Slowly backpedal. Yes.
4: Allow him to get healthy. To do that, maybe you do play Marcus Mariota. You've gone viral. Why don't you clarify sure. what was said and what yeah. the internet I mean, has run wild with? Well, I think mean, the first yes. thing,
1: yeah, so like my Philly interactions have been as usual, like pulling up to the link, the yeah. double birds by the toddlers. Like that's that's yeah. happened before, so I get <laughs> that okay the first time. <laughs> as a former giant. Right? So that's not really the issue. The issue is I'm not gonna backpedal. Like that's yeah. I feel that way. I feel like there's two things that I wanna clarify. First of all, my feelings about Jalen. Go to NFL.com, see my top 15 player rankings all year. Jalen's been on the top 15. Last week, he was two. Number one wasn't Marcus Mariota. Okay? It was CMC. Right. So that's number one. Jalen, healthy, is a dynamic player. Number two is my feelings are ex-giant, ex-49er, current brother of a quarterback in the NFC. I would prefer that Jalen continues to play like this, that continues to go out there, limited in the capacity to run the football and throw the football from the pocket in cover two defensive shells, that's not their strength. That's not what they do. So it doesn't matter like how I feel about it. That's just the facts. So anyone that watched the San Francisco 49er game the other day, as I'm running through to my brain, I watched the maturation of that game. The 49ers came into that game.
3: Okay, let me give you the other one. This is what he originally said. And Rob's point is Jalen is
1: 100% and he is that dynamic weapon in the run game because that creates your offense on the outside and your one-on-ones. Clearly, Jalen isn't comfortable reading through a defense in a drop-back pass scenario. Some would say he's not even good at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you look at this team, you have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly. And you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get really? fully healthy. Ooh. Because I would argue that it does not matter if you're the number one seed. Because if the 49ers come into Philly <laughs> again,
0: they do not care.
3: This guy's wrong. He's just so wrong.
0: That's Derek it, Carr, the quarterback, right?
3: No, Yeah, that's Derek Carr, his brother. That's the brothers. He's the older brother who, who oh. flamed out at the NFL.
0: Well, there's like, so Kirk Benkirk a former uh, quarterback for the green Bay Packers is playing Madden talking about all that shit. I'd like to get somebody like his perspective. Like the kid's good. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. Right. Well, cool. I'm glad that you flamed out. Uh, but Jalen hurts is doing well. The guy is doing well. They played an actual good team though. And they not that the Eagles haven't played any good teams recently or that they're not a good team. It's just the 49ers on another fucking level. That's just what the 49ers are. They're on another level. And congratulations. You have met uh, CMC, Brock Purdy, dude. Welcome to to mining country. (laughs) Welcome to the show, man. Like that's all I can really say.
3: Jalen Hurts has right now. He's got close to 3000 yards, 2,995 yards, uh, uh, almost 20 touchdowns, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Uh, and then you add the, the, the rushing element to the game, 121 rushing attempts, 430 yards. I mean, this guy is a better rusher than, than a lot of people have on their team. Uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Uh, if, if your criticism is like, he struggles to read defenses. I can understand that. Cause he really hasn't, he hasn't been asked to like, he's not asked like to Tom Brady to go out there and pick apart a part of defense. I understand that criticism, yeah. but to be like, well, maybe Marcus Mariota, Like, no, no, like, d- if this guy struggles with with reading defenses, fair criticism. Let's get him some help. What can he do to improve that? How can we shorten the game down for him when he when he plays against better defenses like the San Francisco 49ers? All valid points, but to be like, maybe Marcus Mariota should get some playing time. That's where you become like straight retard. That, that's yeah.
0: that, that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like to to your point there, like Jalen Hurts basically has three thousand yards right throwing right, yeah. basically three thousand yards. Trevor Lawrence has got three thousand. Justin Herbert's got three thousand thirty eight. Uh Geno Smith, 2009 18 Jordan Love, 2866. Six. Baker Mayfield, 2790. Like, and the the number one overall yards, you know, yards overall is CJ Stroud for the Houston Texans at 3540 yards. Right. Like you look at you look at the overall pass the passer ratings, like even if we sort here by attempts, I mean, we, we look down the list and Jalen Hurts is basically kind of like 1011, right? Uh completion percentage as well, too where the fuck is he yeah he's 12 like he's like right in the middle of the pack of all the good of all the good quarterbacks right mm. like he's not amazing but he's not bad i mean to your point yeah like he's not being called upon to rip apart defenses like your aaron Rodgers is like you know you know fucking um what's the guy's name uh joe burrow josh allen we're not asking him to basically go hey rip everything apart we're just like hey man can you like you know, just help the guys out? Can you, can you make sure that they get the ball? That's all that they're really asking, right? I don't want to have Tool where it's just a bomb or nothing, right? I don't want to have a golf where sometimes you can throw three interceptions in a game. I like somebody who's just right in the middle, who can throw it, who can read a defense every so often that it gets a good playoff and has an audible every once in a while that, you know, is like, oh, hey, shit, I, I see this is going on here. Let's go ahead and do this audible. And then it's a big 40, 50 yard gain because of it, right? Like, well, that's it- what I want in a quarterback.
3: Well, with, yeah, especially with him, because I mean, this is he's a younger quarterback, doesn't have yeah. a lot of years, you know, playing. He's doing this is very much like a Lamar Jackson kind of situation. Like, you you know, you're going to get all these things with him. You're getting all this raw talent. He's going to have to learn things on the run. I don't think anyone ever thought in Philadelphia that they would instantly go from a team that was rebuilding to a team that was competing so fast. But they're in this situation. And these are the Philadelphia Eagles have champagne problems like, oh, uh, Jalen Hurts has struggles reading these one particular defenses. That's a good problem. Yeah. Be being a problem where like you're you Arizona or you no know, something even worse where you don't even have anybody you can count on. Like where you have no quarterback. Like be be New England where there's no quarterback, there's no hope. Or be a situation like where you're Denver where you are so you so overpaid for for Russell Wilson. You're stuck with him no matter what. So you're just hoping he finds his form because if he doesn't find his form, then you're fucked for the next five years. Like yeah. So this whole picking on Jalen Hurts for, for what he can't do when everything he can do is kind of put him in the MVP conversation is just so bizarre. It just feels like something like a giant fan or a cowboy fan, someone who's more a fan than analyst would be like, yeah, you know, he's just not really. It's like I, who, whichever team you dislike, I really dislike, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of an NFC West team. Well, they're all better than, than my team, but like there was, there was a time there where I really, really disliked, uh, uh, uh Tom Brady like really really disliked him a true Tom Brady hater so like, I would like the moment anyone would be like you know he's the greatest quarterback of all time in the Super Bowls I'd be like "Spygate, gate and Flakegate. like yeah. there there are haters and that's what that guy is he's 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 letting his hater override his analyst and, and former player to hat.
0: See here's here's what you could do. You could you could you could bench you could bench Jalen Ramsey the week 18, put in Marcus Mariota and then Marcus Mariota can Matt Flynn a team <laughs> you know I, I, 110% he, you could just Matt Flynn team and and then they could play the Green Bay Packers uh you know and and get Matt Flynn so that's all I'm saying
3: it's, it's such a, it's a wild ride this year where as soon as a quarterback doesn't have like an, an absolute, an absolute balls out game. They're like, they're like, I don't know. We've always had questions. I don't know. This guy might be shit. Like there's no, so there's no so grace dumb. period. There's no grace period for any yeah. quarterback in this league. <laughs> I
0: like, I I feel like COVID is like, okay. So this is the one thing there. There's a couple things I hated about COVID, but one of the things that I really hate about COVID is that it's either it's either it's amazing balls out. Everything is great. Everything is amazing. Oh, my God. I can't believe that game, too. He's always been shit. This has always been a shit team. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, th- th- I miss the days of old where it's like, yeah. Yeah, Jordan Love just had a shitty game. Next week, he'll be fine, right? I miss the days of old where it's just people can flame out and die, you know, in a, in a game. They can just have the worst game ever. Next week, they come back strong. They're doing good. And then they're back on the bandwagon, right? They're back to consistent normal. It, it That is one thing I've noticed post- post COVID or like even as COVID was in the middle of the thick of things, it was either everything's amazing mm. or it completely fucking sucks.
3: Let's bury this. Yeah, it's dead. Like this was never gonna work anyway. The moment there's any time of hardship, they're like, Well fuck this. Let's just pack it in. You know, Jalen Hurts, like NFC title games, Super Bowl appearance, uh, playing like an M V P this year. You can't read you can't really read defenses that well. Let's just pack it in, guys. Like what do you think about tanking for a number one pick? Like maybe Caleb yeah. Williams. It's just so fucking bizarre. But uh that was our our, our hardware and penalty flags our version of weekly award show where we hand out the hardware the week's best and we throw penalty flags on the week worst jerry got me all worked up i'm now i all...
1: All,
3: all it takes is one negative story on a reporter and it turns me loose because i'm like fuck Dude, all I, of them I, I regret nothing i absolutely <laughs> regret nothing but you know what you aren't
0: gonna regret today's what? sponsor shiba inu or shib as they like to call themselves because Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world because way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular cryptocurrency surpassing. And I am legally obligated to say these coins, even though I don't like them, don't want to say it. Your Doge and uh, Buetcoin uh, on the coin market cap. You can buy all hashtag SHIB on the most popular coin exchanges out there. But actually, the best place to find more information is by following at SHIB token on X, again, at S-H-I-B-T-L-K-E-N. At yen on the X, where you can find the links to the Discord subreddits, Telegrams, and everywhere else you find Shiba. You know, because when X finally dies, because because our Lord and Savior Elon Musk decides that he no longer uh, can support a failing uh, model of a uh, of a social media program. Go to subreddit, find the Reddit threads, telegrams, download the app, get yourself in now because once that link is gone, we got to change the ad read and we know how I am with ad reads. So (laughs) let's uh, let's get some diamond paws, get invested and be multi-ship millionaires like uh, Mark and I. I've uh, I've actually slowed down on buying because I have a hotel in the Wisconsin Dells that I have to go to and I uh I have a feeling that I'm going to spend a day and a half that I'm gone and actually down partying with my entire company I'm going to spend a little bit of money so I had to take a little bit out but it's okay I'm still I'm still in the six digits say hey. I'm, I'm still in the si- <laughs> six uh, digits. The seven digits sorry <laughs> yeah. the seven digits
3: you still a milli you still got a, a milli here a million there it's Yeah I still Australian got at least a milli hair, Oh yeah coconut derrière <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be drowning in Fago. Uh, I'm trying, I, I, I'm gonna have to play this out with some little Wayne, man. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to take you back to last week. So before we talk sure. about the Thursday night, we talked about Thursday night one already. Patriots got over. Uh, got over on the Steelers in a bad football game on a Thursday night that NFL historically had as the lowest total ever. Did show up. Patriots get their win, but the week before that that Chargers Patriots game had one of the lowest finals of all time 6-0 so 6 mm-hmm. points scored by the by by the Chargers nothing scored by by the by the uh, New England Patriots now here we get to the presser here's Bill Belichick's response at the presser after the the 6-0 beatdown How surprised are you at the lack of production from the offense
0: I don't know <laughs> What, what do you identify as maybe some of the missteps, um, you know, that have contributed to the offense not producing this season? Yeah,
1: I just I just answered that question,
3: Mike. I guess I'm am so, t- trying to figure. I'm yeah,
1: listen, the season review. We're talking about the game. Game's just over. Happy to talk about the game.
3: Yeah, remember, literally, he just walked off the field like 30 minutes ago, and they got beat six zeros.
1: <laughs> I made my comments on it. I'm not get into a full season review if that's what you're asking. No.
0: I think I think the reason I was asking is it's just hard to fathom how the offense has dipped from where we saw it at the end of last year. And this is the way we communicate with you to fans who are curious the same question.
1: Yeah, I just told you what I thought about the game. We moved the ball, didn't make enough plays to score, got in the scoring range and weren't able to convert those into points. But what do you think of the job Bill O'Brien has done with the offense and specifically today? Look, I think we all need to, you know, find a bit, you know, find a way to be more productive. And that's what we're trying to do.
0: <laughs> he is <laughs> I I hate the pressers so much because it's like like you lose the game. You lose it by not scoring any points, which is like That's unheard of these days. Like you at least score some points. Like when someone doesn't score anything, you're like, oh, my fucking God. Really? They scored nothing. Really? Like that's like with how with how the rules have changed to make the, the, the game so up tempo and so score heavy. It's just like nothing. And then you're like, hey, Bill, your team fucking sucked a fat one out there. Yeah. Hey, why'd you suck? And you're and you're like, dude, you just walked off the field like five minutes ago. Fucking let the man breathe for a second, right? Like it's like taking hot pasta right out of the bowl, putting it in, mixing it with hot sauce, and then trying to, you know, drink it. It's yeah. gonna fucking burn. Like, give the man a minute, and he's just like, dude, I don't know how we fucked that so bad. And then uh, I, I'm known for this in in dating, where it's like, I'll ask the I'll ask the same question three different ways. Because I'm, I'm looking for a chink in the armor, right? I'm doing exactly what this reporter is doing. I'm trying to find a way to figure out why. And the girl's like, I don't know, man. And it's like, well, I don't, Jared, I just fucking said, I don't know. I don't know what part of I don't know means. And it's just like, Belichick is either just so dumbfounded that he has no idea what's going on, or the man is just genuinely checked out. No, that is I, I, my professional opinion.
3: That's what I think. Like, I, I, I really, I didn't know how I feel about. It. We broke, we, we broke that story a couple weeks back about the the rumors that, like, hey, he's going to go to a different team. The deal's already in place. He's just trying to to carry out the string. Like, I was like, that would be interesting. And we kind of, we even talked about kind of places where he might work out. We kind of agreed on New York. But this is a guy who just doesn't want to deal with it. This guy just doesn't give a fuck anymore. When he's not, because when you get to that presser that's part of your job. You like, you get to the presser, like you fucked up, you you've done bad or your team's done bad. Now you got to go out there and eat shit. You got to be like, well, we tried to do this. We tried to do that. There were a lot of opportunities Like you give all the canned answers. The fact that he can't even fake it. The fact that he's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't tell you, like, I'm not going to give you a Caesar. Like he's not even trying to cover up for it. He, he, he has no more fucks to give.
0: Yeah. It, it I, I don't, I don't <laughs> know done. how he's done. Yeah. There. I, I, don't, I don't know how else to put it other than you're you 100% correct, Mark. He's, he is so mentally checked out at this moment in time. He's just like, all right, cool. I'm just going to ride the wave until I get fired this season. I'm surprised that they haven't just been like, ah, fuck it. You know,
3: what's the worst that could happen. See, I, he's definitely gone. He is definitely gone. Now, that, that offense, they did score 21 points. They did win that game. It, Patriots, I mean, even though they did get the, this offensive out point, outpouring, three touchdowns against the Steelers team, That's also on the decline too. Like I I don't read any tea leaves into this game. This, the Patriots are still as bad as I think they were still have huge question marks at quarterback, right? Like I, I'm not totally, I'm not changing my opinion on this, on the Patriots because of this one game. Are you?
0: No, I, if, if we would have, if if we didn't have that snafu on Thursday where we couldn't record, I would have 110% chosen the Steelers to begin with. I'm just glad I don't have to take an L with you.
3: See, I, I would have went crazy. I would have been like, well, maybe, maybe like, I would have been like, I, I'm like, I would have believed in the myth, mythology of, uh, of Bill Belichick. And I probably would have took another gamble there, but so I missed out on a win, but I definitely would have been big on the over. There was just no way that we're both teams are going to score under 30 points. That was just completely ridiculous. So Thursday yeah. night in the books, let's get to Sunday morning, Panthers at saints, two franchises in different in disarray for completely different reasons. Panthers just fire their head coach, Frank Reich. Uh, Bryce young is getting Joe bird out there because there's no offensive line. Uh, Saints fans just cannot stop hating on Derek Carr who's constantly facing boo birds at home for his poor play. He's the, the team's on a three-game losing streak. Obviously the Saints need to win this one more, but like who do you actually got in this one?
0: Uh I'm actually going to go with the Saints. I I was let down heavily by the Panthers uh last week when I thought that they would win. I I got to have Derek Carr in company.
3: So yeah, I think the Saints are just a more complete. The, the Panthers, there's just too much. There's too many parts missing here. The quarter, the the coach is gone. The, the obvious, the interim is is questionable at best. And then we have a, a Saints team that is bad, but they're not really, really bad. I think they're one of yeah. probably the lower end playoff teams in the NFC. Going to get bounced in the first round. They'll probably be on the road, like. They're going to be hanging around just because that that division is so weak unless the Falcons can kind of muscle them out. I got the Saints winning this one, just because the Panthers are so pathetic.
0: Adam Thielen and Adam Thielen and whoever the uh, starting quarterback for the Panthers are can't can't save this. No.
3: Not at all. Uh, Rams, Ravens, kind of same situation. Bryce Young, <laughs> Bryce Young yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. I'm looking right at
0: his name and I'm like, I don't know who the kid is. <laughs> Poor guy,
3: man. Number one pick is getting, you getting beat up like a, a crash test dummy. Now, what if did you love, say? if you love rookie wide right receivers, there's no better matchup than the cow versus flowers in this one. Rams at Ravens. Uh, Ravens have won, but then when you look at the teams, Ravens have won six seven. They lead the AFC North by two games. They're probably gunning for that number one spot in the AFC. Rams have feasted on weaker competition. They, they got. They're at six and six, but they beat teams like the Seahawks, the Cards, the Browns the past three games. We're both obviously going with the Ravens. I think we're both kind of sold on them. Ravens being one of the better teams in the AFC.
0: What is the Rams quarterback? Uh what what is that name? Who is it against
3: Flowers? It's uh those are those wide receivers, uh Nakau. Puka Nakua. Nakua.
0: Yeah. I I have you not paid attention to the Rams like at all? Have you not watched any of the highlights? The the announcers like Puka Nakua.
3: Nakua. Like, like, yeah, now, I've yeah. always I've always read it. Like I, I try not to listen with sound. I try. To, I, try to just, <laughs> I just watch it, and then I'll, I'll listen. I I'll read the captions. But yeah, I try not to listen to it with sound so. And I'm also bad at pronouncing people's names just to uh, begin with.
0: Yeah, no. When I uh, when I that that's like so might I get an hour for lunch, Mark, and uh, typically on Sunday, I'll passively catch the games as I'm playing uh, because the way that the way that here, let me actually show you my setup here because I know they're not going to say the people can't see it, but I'll just explain it like here's my work desk, right? I'm Mm. sitting at my desk right now, and if we filter a little over, if you can ignore the bird, uh, (laughs) there's my TV that I watch everything on. And so like, I know there's a lot of bird shit there. I've got to clean it up. They like to sit. So their favorite spot to sit is either right on my, right on my uh, main monitor where blue was like right next to the webcam. Cause the webcam gets really warm and he likes to sit (laughs) on it or they sit on my TV. Cause it's just closer to me. Right. And so once a week I have to vacuum all the, all the, all the food that they put, all the, the, all the uh, feathers that they throw everywhere. And I clean up all the stuff because obviously they poop everywhere. But, like, I can play Escape from Tarkov or whatever game I'm playing, and in between a lot of my matches, I can just watch the NFL, because I've got the NFL package on YouTube, right? And it's just so fun to hear, oh, and Puka Nukuro across the middle with a big 15-yard gain. I'm like, that's how you fucking say that guy's name? Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I'm i with you. I do not believe the win over the... Uh, I do not believe the win that they had over the Browns was anything spectacular or special, uh, typically, when the Rams play a decent team, they lose. I, I mean, fuck, they they didn't even do that good against the Packers, man. Like, come on now.
3: Yeah, Rams are just... Uh, there's so many problems there. They probably... I don't know if they need to blow out that coach, but they definitely need to maybe rebuild that roster. They, they, they're, they're far away. The fact that they beat up some weaker teams... They got a good win over Seattle. I'll give them that. But beating yeah. the Cards and Browns, the Browns are basically a paper tiger. The Cards are basically just junk. Like I'm I'm not giving them credit yeah. for those two. I'll give them credit for the Seahawks win, but we we might see some more wins th- later this season for the Rams just because it's a weak division, but the Ravens are just so far ahead of them just yeah. in every aspect of the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they barely hung on to the 49ers over the win. They barely lost to the Bengals and the Bengals have been struggling. God knows how long, Um, like, look, they got blown out by the fucking Broncos, which is, you know, congratulations. And then, I mean, granted, you know, yeah, the, the I, I don't know i just i don't feel good about them at all i just
3: don't so both got the ravens here uh let me go to colt's bangles this is kind of a, another one i think is going to be chalk here backup quarterback battle royale menchu versus brownie which should be a snoozer but Browning came in last week had a monster 32 for 37 354 four yard day uh with a ris- a win over a respectable Jags defense, although, although it was uh, Trevor Lawrence who got kind of hurt in that game, wasn't able to finish it. Like Colts, though, second in the AFC South, terrible division, by the way, but this seems like a playoff team. Minshew has them rolling. It, this is going to be a weird kind of backup. These are two quarterbacks that you shouldn't, should not be headlining a marquee matchup here, but they are. And I think I'm leaning more towards Gardner, Minshew here and the Colts in this particular one.
0: I am I was watching uh I was watching the game and that, that cuz I know the NFL uh will put out like the crazy ending or like somebody will have recorded the whole NFL show and they will be like the crazy ending and I'm not sold on Browning I'm not sold on the replacement I'm I I like Gardner Minshew I like his mullet I like his style um I know we haven't talked much about the Colts to begin with but if we're talking about a a a Bengals offense that has been struggling with burrow at the helm and now he's no longer at the helm i i i think it's going to be a good slug fest you know if anything but i think minshu and, and company are going to come out on top
3: yeah i like i don't read a lot into that one game let's see him do it again now that there's tape on him now that he went, this is a guy who spent his career on practice squads and now here he is having a good game and now we're supposed to believe he's like going to be a starting quarterback this is Again, like we talked earlier, the rush to judgment, the rush to be like, this is the greatest thing ever, or the rush to the moment he has a bad game. It's gonna be like, this guy's always been a fucking bum. Yeah, a, this like, this guy just, sucks. Let's talk about all the time. He couldn't get off the practice squad. This is, it's just set up for such a fall. It, Colts are by no means a great team, but they're a better team than the Bengals losing Joe Burrow in that offensive line already having holes in it. And now also the offensive line being banged up like if Joe Browning lives through this, can live through the season, then, you know, God bless him. Then he should probably get a medal of honor.
0: The the only thing that the Bengals have going for them now is their uniforms. And guess what? I'm going to go to gridironuniforms.com and see who's... uh. What, la, la, oh, dude, the Saints are in their throwbacks, Mark. Nice. Okay. Yeah, their throwbacks against the the Panthers, which is hopefully in their all-whites Oh, oh, that's oh god, I hate that setup. But yeah, the Bengals, the only thing the Bengals got going for them is their is their uniforms and their colors
3: right now. And
0: no, they're not gonna beat Minshew and company. I the, don't the, believe it.
3: Those white jerseys are pretty spiffy. I gotta give them that. But uh mm-hmm. Jag, Jaguars at Browns. Speaking of quarterback oddities, remember Joe Flacco? We talked about him earlier this episode. Well, he's yeah. back now in pog form. I mean in starting quarterback form as of last week. From the couch to contention, Browns are seven and five. Meanwhile, Jags took a hard hit with Trevor Lawrence getting that high ankle sprain. He will be slinging it this Sunday. The Jags, in my mind, were the team of the AFC South. But this injury could like kind of shake everything apart. This is a a Jags defense that was supposed to be built on defense. Trevor Lawrence would do enough to, to win you some close games. Now Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain, which could be tricky, could turn into a terrible thing. And that defense looked a little bit vulnerable in their last game. I'm gonna go first here. I, I do have the Jags winning this game. I'm not I, I like Flacco there because I think it's good to have a, a an experienced guy who's been around the block. It's just not the don't have the weapons they need. The Jaguars, I know Trevor Lawrence had that high ankle sprain. He played on it, he practiced on this week. I know he's he's coming in as questionable, but he is gonna start. I, I'm still a firm believer in the Jaguars.
0: I'm gonna go Browns. Wow. Um, ah. so so I, I know about the sprain. I watched what happened. Uh, you know, he's, he, he even said on Fox news, he's like, Hey, I I take blame for walking off the field on that, that ankle sprain instead of like, you know, being possibly carted off if he's been practicing on it and he's doing everything on it with how cold the weather is. I mean, granted, it's been almost 50 degrees here in central Wisconsin. Um, you know, I can only imagine what it is like in Cleveland. Uh, actually, you know what, let's look at this, uh, Cleveland Browns weather, right? (laughs) Uh, here we go. The Ackie weather, right now.
3: Uh, uh, l- let me guess. Does it just say, it probably just says SAD?
0: <laughs> yeah, it says SAD. So it's a little cloudy, 59 degrees. Uh, real field is 53. A- air quality is fair. All, all right. Uh, south winds at 16 miles an hour, up to 30 mile an hour wind gusts. Uh, that's like right now. Uh, let's go to the daily, right? I want to take a look at the daily. This. So tell me that you're not hardcore without telling me you're hard. Okay. 44 degrees as a high 35 degrees, 49% of the Cleveland area is going to get rain. Um, okay. Winds up to 14 miles an hour out of the West. And it's going to feel about 36 or so. Um, I I gotta go Browns. I gotta go Browns cold with a very high. So did you know, Mark, that when they say a 50% chance of rain, that means 50% of the local area is going to get rain.
3: I did not know that. I thought just meant like there's a 50, 50 chance that there will be any rain.
0: No, that's what that means. So if you ever hear there's a 50% chance of rain, that means 50% of the area that they do the weather forecast will get rain nice. on. That's what that actually means. Cause I, I didn't know I was a retard for the longest time. Um, and for those of you who are listening, uh, send, send us a message if that is the first time you've found that out. Uh, so yeah. Thing, yeah. I don't think Jacksonville is ready for that cold, especially with it being cold rain. I look for Joe. I mean, the 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 Ravens used to play in that shitty ass weather as well, too. They're from Baltimore of all places. I highly, I think that if Trevor Lawrence isn't fully healthy, which I think he's not, the the Browns are going to blitz. They're going to make his life hell, and that ankle is going to give him problems. And I think he's going to come out.
3: Um, let me go to the next game. I, I feel oh, like
0: really, you don't even I- want to argue that.
3: I, what's the argument here? This is Lions at Bears. The hapless Bears have been down all year long, but they did manage to put two two wins, three games. Sure, they only scored twenty eight points in both those games against the lifeless Panthers and the Vikings, but technically they have been winning. Lions. They did have they had that one questionable loss on Thanksgiving to the Packers, but the Lions have been I, one of I, I, I used to think that they were maybe maybe possibly the best team in the NFC. I'm kind of totally off that. I think it's probably. Niners or Eagles or Cowboys like the Lions probably make up the second tier in my mind, but there's no way they lose to the Bears. The Bears are pathetic. The Lions have a good defense.
0: I'm sorry. Did we did we stop talking about the Jaguars and Browns? I wanted to fight you. Oh <laughs> I wanted to have an argument there. Like it was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk anymore to Jared about this game. Wow. I was gonna suggest it's the Mountain Dew game of the week, but okay, fine. Yeah, no, the Lions. The Lions are hundred percent gonna fucking smoke the Bears. Uh I'm sorry to all my fellow friends that I work with that live in Illinois, but the Bears are trash. Even the Bear fans know they're trash. If the Bears win, fucking cool. I'll make a donation to St. Jude's Hospital.
3: <laughs> the Bears win.
0: Yeah, if the well, Bears win, I'll donate twenty dollars to St. Jude's Hospital on Friday when I get paid.
3: Uh, St. Jude's is going to end up with no money. They're they're going to be out begging in the street because the Bears do you not know, have a chance in hell. This is going to be all Lions. Lions by a lot. It, it, just going back real quick, but to that Jaguar, I I believe the Jaguars, but I don't believe in it enough to make this game of the week. This isn't the one where I'd want to. No one
0: wonder of. you gave up so easily. You're just yeah. like we're going to move on. Jared's going to make me switch.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was like no, no, no. Yeah, I'm like I'm like you could you kind of make it a lot of sense in this one. Now, this next one: Texans and Jets. Texans are hoping uh, to make before you know- before we before we start. Mm-hmm. I want to make this the Mountain Dew
0: game of the week because the Jets and the the Texans are just so wildly off. they're Like they win, they win big. The Jets, they win, they win big. I want to make this a Mountain Dew the game of the week before we both say anything. Are you willing to commit to that?
3: Yeah, because I know who I like in this game. I know who I like in this game.
0: All right, all right, all right. Let's hear it. All
3: right, so in my mind, Texans, they're making up some ground here. You you read the stats earlier about the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Stroud, technically, math-wise, uh, statistic-wise, has proven that he's one of the better passers in the NFL. He's definitely got his swagger now. He's definitely talking shit on the field. I like this reaction here. I like this Texans team showing a little bit of grit, a little bit of metal. Uh, I, I'm sold on the Texans. If, if the AFC South go, gets weird, I think they're going to be the ones who benefit the most from it. I, just because of the quarterback play, I got Stroud. Easily, and the Texans uh, beating the uh, the Jets. The Jets are are dead now. The Jets are Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson doesn't even want to start. Didn't you hear Diana Rossini at yeah. the top of our show? He doesn't even want to play. I, I heard that. I
0: heard that. But <laughs> I also know that C.J. Stroud was in the uh, medical tent and decided to run wildly out of the medical tent uh, when he found out his backup quarterback was about to get snaps and 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 you know come out and do something. Um, A quarterback that is that willing to disregard his own bodily safety is going to end up like Tua or Lamar Jackson, where they just get fucking smashed, crashed, and get beaten to the core. The Jets, I think, have something to prove this week. Ooh. They have all that negativity. They have all that crap that's surrounding them. I get that they're at the, at the, the New York Stadium where everybody hates life, but I firmly believe that the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets are going to fucking show the Texans who's what and what's for and prove to America and all of us for once and for all that the Texans are really the dumbest, shittiest, stupidest team that has ever been out there. And that a team that was chosen by the people for the people to be called the Houston fucking Texans is the dumbest team to ever live on in America. So that's where I'm
3: at. Jeez, ah, you know, I, I, I'm i glad we chose this as the... Uh, your first part of your argument, like there might be an emotional lift there for the Jets. I I was, I was starting to believe in that. And then you wanted to just shit on the Texans for no reason other than don't like the Texans. No, I don't. It's not that I don't like the Texans. It's just like, they, they just,
0: they, it's, it's like, it was like, it was like with the commanders, right? Uh, Like Washington is now again, suing because the, the chief that is on the helmet was actually a real person. They're making like real good claims. They're making all valiant arguments. And like, the Houston, they could have gone back to the Oilers. They had plenty of great other names that were out there. The, even some of the finalist ones that I was like, that's, that's not that like, it's not that good, but it's not that bad. And then they're just like, yeah, we're the Houston Texans. And it's like, it's a double entendre. And then you basically have like a half raging bull as your icon. Like yes. you could have chosen a better name for yourself. And like your, your team is just trash. Like you had T, t- was it TJ or was it JJ. JJ Watt basically spent all of his time. No, TJ, who the fuck? What Watt brother was, was on the Texans?
3: It was, uh, JJ. Yeah. It, was,
0: it JJ. was, I was right. It was JJ. The man basically spent his entire career getting the shit kicked out of him there. And like, he's just loyal to his fan base. Like, go figure a, a Wisconsin boy is that loyal to his fan base, right? Or where he goes. But like, I just feel like for a team that's been it, been in it that long, that's been that shitty for that long, you can't make any moves in Houston. Houston is a wonderful city to live in. I lived there for 4 years. I would love to live there again if it just wasn't so expensive. Like it's a great place. You can really entice a lot of stars to come out, especially that have money. Like even me who was like kind of lower middle class when I lived in Houston compared to a lot of the other people. It can be a great place to live. It, it's a great city. The sports teams are great there. The you know the baseball team is doing really really well. The Astros a lot of people love it. I'm just surprised that they're just not better than shit tier
3: good good weather beautiful place you're you're only oh god you're 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 like a 30 minute drive away from galveston you can live in a like a hillbilly (laughs) paradise down there it's like yeah Oh,
0: okay (laughs) i was about to say don't be giving galveston some shit one of the guys i work with is from galveston and he calls it a fucking hillbilly town so
3: no yeah yeah, i i think it's cool but it is a hillbilly town i mean it's it's full of shit kickers but it's pretty it's a pretty great place but yeah. yeah Like, like if you're looking for mud crickets or you're looking for women of questionable who make questionable decisions Galveston's a place to be like the, i remember
0: i went to the, i was like oh, i'm going to go see the ocean and it was like it's just brown it's just like <laughs> dirty brown it's like what uh it's like uh what flint uh flint michigan had for a little while there after the pipes got all fucked up i was like wow this is this, oh this is this is a great island guys <laughs> he said sarcastically <laughs>
3: Uh, Let's get to our next one. Buccaneers at Falcons. If the Falcons can cash this one in, they would be the first three-game winning streak since 2019. They actually lead the NFC South. They're in a prime position to make the playoffs for the first time in six seasons. I've always been sympathetic to the Falcons, so I think it's obvious who I'm going to pick. I've liked them since the preseason Jared, are you a believer in the Dirty Birds? You haven't jumped on the Falcons bandwagon with me yet in the, in this in this NFC South. Are you still holding out hope for Bakes and the and the Buccaneers in this one? Or are you ready to jump on Team Dirty Bird?
0: Every time I have been like, nah, the Dirty Bird ain't it. They're in their all blacks with the red stripe down the middle. Uh, they're wearing that college Atlanta uniform, right? That looks totally shitty with the ATL in the That's middle. I I have to spread my wings and fly, brother. I have to spread my wings and fly.
3: I'm I'm going to I'm going to side with you on this one man. Dirty Birds, Dirty Birds is where it's at Buccaneers. Yeah, just it's, it's, things have fallen apart. Like the bottom's I, fall off this thing. Dude, I
0: I every time I'm like, "Nah, the fucking fuck the Falcons. Fuck 'em." Like I don't I don't know enough about them to be like, "Yeah, they're good." And you're just like, "I fucking I'm going to get on my knees. It's just it's what I have to do." And I'm like, "Mark, you're 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 an idiot. You're retarded. We all know this." And you're like, "Nah, dude, it's cool. It's chill." And I'm like, "All right, I'm stupid." So I have to side with you because uh a, 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 what is the phrase a a wrong clock is uh a right dead clock a is day. right twice a day yeah <laughs> fuck it you let's yeah dirty bird it up baby.
3: all right and the next one i'm i'm going to mark it right now cuz I, I feel like i think we're both on this this wavelength uh we've been here before 49ers have proved to the world that they are probably the team in the NFC but the last time they were in this spot they did get boat raced by the cowboys now i know you're 49ers you're you're one of those 49ers are the best team in the league right now what would you say is the primary weakness of the 49ers? I think we both agree they're going to win this game against the Seahawks, right? Like Any disagreement there?
0: Wow, you think you know me that well. I was going to uh, go – no, of course I'm going to go with the 49ers. Of course, yeah, well, No,
3: You're, you're going to go Chuck. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. That's a gimme. So we both agree the Niners are going to win this, but what's the weakness? As as someone who's following the 49ers, who who thinks they're one of the better teams in the league, what would you say their primary weakness is?
0: I, 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 I can't – I, I – I... You have to exploit Brock Purdy and some of his rookie tendencies. Mm-hmm. You have to exploit Brock Purdy and some of his rookie tendencies. You can't blitz the kid. He's immune to blitzes, right? I mean, every once in a while, yeah, you do catch the kid slipping, but like watching some of the tape and watching a ton of the highlights for the 49ers, I almost feel like I'm watching myself play mad. Right. Where I'm like, it, like, why am I watching this? I know how it goes. Like, it's fine. Um, So if you can really get Brock Purdy to go back and exploit his little rookie tendencies and really make that him vulnerable, I think you've got it.
3: Uh, this is, this is why Jared has, uh, I'm like a proud Papa right now. There, there's i uh, I've been with Jared since it's been almost what, like two years.
2: Yeah. Probably like two well, years
3: since we've been doing this show. And like, uh, And for all the shit that Jared, so I'm going to, I'm going to pause the, the analysis for a second, give Jared some props here. So for all the, it definitely, in some of the criticism is fair about not being prepared about <laughs> on other shows uh but no no, no. it is it is a hundred tell the tell the people mark you
0: you can you can shit on me here it's okay i know what i do and don't do and it is most likely i don't do
3: all right yeah no no look for 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 a, a guy who's faced that criticism uh as an analyst has grown by leaps and bounds and i was like everything that all the points that i was going to make about the quarterback play is exactly where my, my mind went i look at brock pretty they blitz him He's right there because he's oh, he's always, he's always able to make his first read, get the ball out of his hands really fast. Kind of gives you like false confidence in the young quarterback. What they, what they got to do with him is they, they got to make him, instead of trying to make him uncomfortable, because typically what you do is you, you blitz him, a rookie quarterback gets scared. They're afraid they're going to get hit. T- people coming from different angles. A lot of guys have a hard time getting the ball out quickly. That's obviously not his problem. So beautiful take there, Jared. The, the, the my add on here would be, what you got to do for them. The weakness is quarterback play because running back, good fundamental white guy is out of this world. He's playing outside of his mind. He's not hurt. Injury bug. It seems like now that he plays for a halfway decent team, he doesn't get hurt as often. So not so much sand in the vagina. Uh, you yeah. got Debo, you got other wide receivers. You got an offensive line. That's really great. You got Trent Williams. You got it, all the pieces are there, but man, that quarterback play is iffy. Now I'm not going to say some crazy stuff. Like maybe we should find Marcus Mariota. Like I'm not going to be that stupid, but I do think what you got to do is you got to instead of blitz him, you got to give him some exotic coverages, give him some different uh, cover two, cover three looks that basically put the pressure on him to make it past the first read, take away his first read, make him read that defense. He's not going to do it. He's it it, it it make him move that ball further down the field vertically. It's the same thing. It's, it's the opposite way you would go at Jordan love Jordan love. I think you get after him. You hit him as hard as you can scare him, get him uncomfortable in that pot. He's going to make poor decisions on his own. Brock pretty, you're not going to rush him into a bad decision. You need to bait him into making a poor decision. Uh I got the 49ers in this one easily and I think that's I think the 49ers are unstoppable against the the Sea the Seahawks, but I think when we get into playoff time, when we get into the Eagles and we get into the Cowboys and we get into money time where you have real coaches who really know defenses are going to be able to disguise coverages, that's when Brock is going to have a real hard time. And we saw that last year in the playoffs.
0: I uh, I expect that if Jamal Adams can do his job, maybe they have a chance. But I doubt that they're going to be able to do their job at all because if you can get burned by the fucking Cowboys of all people, bro, step up your game. the The, the Sea Chickens are just that; they are chickens right now. And one hundred and ten percent to your point, like you can't like. With some quarterback like Rodgers, right? You have to, you can't just blitz the guy. The guy's, you know, he's expecting to take hits. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes, who's a warlock, who's going to scramble out of the blitzes, throw shit at him where he's like, I have all the time in the world. And if you can't just, if he can't find somebody open or he's got to make a throw that he usually doesn't have to make, you're going to frazzle the kid 110%. Brock Purdy, I like, I want to give him the nickname, just the ice, ki- the ice man or the ice kid or something, because just he doesn't he doesn't crack. He doesn't break. He's OK with scrambling. He's OK with making that throne, getting nailed because he's like, I'm going to put it right where it needs to be. And it's going to be a long ball. And look at that. We scored 45 points. You just got extra tired because he hit me too hard. Like, congratulations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah
3: see, I, I don't see a Niners let down at all. I think this one is, is – I think they got that division wrapped up. I think it's its more about going for the number one seat now. I got the – they have all the incentive to play. I got the Niners in this one as well. Let's move yep. to Vikings at Raiders. Both teams, higher expectations where they currently sit. Las Vegas has had – they had head coach leave who get fired. They've, the GM has been fired. They've hung around the area of respectability here in a, in a weak division. They're trying to remain relevant. Meanwhile, the Vikings are, are almost kind of in the same situation but different. Six and six still have questions at quarterback. The offense is misfired even when they were at full strength with, with Kirk Cousins. Now they don't have Kirk Cousins. That division is also kind of a little bit soft in the fact you might be able to get a wild card out of there. When you look at both of these teams in, in this game, like it's kind of an interesting matchup because you don't know which way these teams are going. The Vikings win. This is definitely going to go a long way towards getting them towards that 9-10 win total that might get them in, in the playoffs. Like I feel like that's more believable and the, the Raiders I feel like it's just They're a lost cause, but no one's told those players yet. But they're a lost cause in my mind. That's why we picked the Vikings.
0: Yeah, I picked the Vikings. I like what Dobbs has been doing. Um, They're playing in a a turf arena. I mean, yeah, you're you're going to Vegas or whatever. So like your time differential is there. But at the same time, the Vikings are real good at turf. That's basically their home field. I don't I don't see that uh Dobbs is gonna do anything crazy. They they really haven't been giving Dobbs anything that's too out of the world or or something that's out of his wheelhouse. And I just I have zero faith in the Raiders. I've lost all faith in them. So I think the Vikings are absolutely gonna destroy.
3: Uh Bills at Chiefs. What a difference 14 weeks in the season makes, or what a difference a year makes. Now, in the preseason or last year, if I was gonna say, okay, well, let's look at the let's pick our game of the week by just looking at the games right here in the preseason. Like this would have been one we would have circled, highlighted. It would have been like Bill's yeah, would have been game of the at League. Chiefs. Yeah, like week 14, we'll know, we'll know exactly who they are. This is going to be one of those, those great – it'll probably decide who's going to be the number one seed, and they're playing against each other in the AFC. It would have all the makings of like This will be the AFC title game. This is going to be where the – title. And now we're going to get a preview of it. They're firing on all cylinders, but it's not bills have been so underperforming you said it earlier a couple weeks ago josh allen obviously something's wrong there he's hurt that bill's team is 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 the walking wounded the chiefs on the other hand we talked about it earlier in this episode and my mind have a huge problem a wide receiver problem travis kelsey cannot do it himself uh i'm not ready to go down the road of like taylor's a distraction i don't think that's the problem the problem here is that mbs and that receiving core is just God-awful. And Patrick Mahomes is getting him the ball. But the one thing I wanted to throw in here extra is, and you said it earlier, was Patrick Mahomes has made a lot of poor decisions this year. There have been a lot of picks this year where Mm -hmm. you would go, what the fuck? Where the fuck is he throwing the ball? And he's no one's really been critical of him for for that this year. And I'm starting to think of – if they don't take care of business here against the bills and they don't start trying to make up ground in that that race for the number one seed, people are going to start bringing up the fact that they're either going to start really doubling down on the fact that he doesn't have a wide receiver, which basically everyone pooh pooed a week ago. and No one wanted to hear that argument. That some that argument will be brought back to life, or we're going to have to have that weirder, more mean argument about Patrick Mahomes might be regressing or there might be some kind of other issue there because he's played like not up to his standard. What are your yeah. thoughts on this one?
0: Uh, i've seen I've seen Patty Mahomes make a lot of like really rookie rookie mistakes. Um, uh, some of the passing that I saw against Green Bay, you know, like, look, Lambo is a very difficult city to come into and play. no matter if you're the Green Bay Packers and you're oh you're you you could be one in one in ten as the Green Bay Packers and then you play a team that they they always perform well against at Lambo, and it's just you're gonna get a great show. I firmly believe that Patrick Mahomes is one of those players that can bring a team in, perform exceptionally well under pressure and show Green Bay up. It's like, look, we're used to cold weather. You know, Kansas City is in Missouri. It's not that far. I mean, I've been to Kansas City myself. The weather is literally not that different. I think it was like five degrees warmer when I went down there uh, the first time I visited. And it's just they, they do well in the cold, right? They shouldn't have a problem. They went into Green Bay and they looked like they had issues. I don't know what is wrong with the Chiefs. I don't know what why this is happening. I don't know where the breakdown is because, again, the the whole copy-paste thing should be working. It's worked for them in years in the past. It's been working for them. Josh Allen is hurt. He's not doing well as well, too. To your point that you brought up with all those interceptions that he throws, it's over, like, 15 yards. Again, I think he hurt his elbow. Uh Honestly, I think this is where the Chiefs are going to just basically ball out. They're going to show why they're the number one team, and this is their chance to go, fuck you, we're going to win against the Bills and really prove why they should be the number one seed out there. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
3: Yeah I was going to say yeah that chief, the chiefs got to prove to the, to to their their critics here that they're definitely in the driver's seat. There's a lot of question the, these games have gone the wrong way for them and just how they're trending and they're supposed to be the best team in the AFC. Hell, they're supposed to be the best team in football. Like this is this is a team that everybody could have marked as like who are your Super Bowl contenders? They would have been in the conversation. The fact that they're kind of underperforming up to this point and the 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 gaping issue of not having a top line wide receiver becomes bigger and bigger and bigger every week. Someone needs to come through and have a big game and put all these fears to rest, get things back on, get things back on track. Uh, cause if the bills win, I, I all hell breaks loose. I, I'm, I'm going chiefs in this, but I'm just saying if the bills win, we won't have a narrative for next week. I don't even know what the narrative will be.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't understand it. But at the same time, I think a lot of what we've been pushing forward is is going to ring true. I, I mean, if if the Bills somehow win, okay, cool. What did Josh Allen do? Is he going to continue to be well? Is he going to progress, or is this just one of those? Uh, oh god, it's it's like when the Lions play the Packers, or like when the when the Bears, or like when uh, the Cowboys play Washington, right? Like you just know it's going to be a good game no matter what.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so. it's 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 going to be good. We'll see a lot of good play, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Chiefs is in the center here. Last afternoon game here, we have... Hey, you want to split the Subway sandwich? Against... (music) Two top-line, highly-paid quarterbacks who've struggled this year compared to previous results. Both have supporting casts that straight-up suck. Herbert has a rookie wide receiver who couldn't catch COVID in a Chinese wet market. (laughs) And Mr. (laughs) Unlimited... (laughs) Mr. Unlimited... uh, He's been very limited by his supporting staff. I mean, his top wide receiver. We talked about this is Cortland Sutton. Where who gets back on track? And this is, seems like the cursed game of the week. Like now that we're not, now that we didn't have to cover the Thursday nighter with the Patriots and Steelers, like this one feels like, oh gosh, I don't know who's going to win. But it doesn't say anything good or bad about who wins this game. It's just that yes, they technically get the win if you can call them winners, if you'd like. Find
0: Chargers. They're playing at SoFi Stadium. They I don't know. I don't I don't care. I really don't care. Like this is one of those games where it's just like flip a coin. If it's heads, it's the chargers. If it's tails, it's the 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 ponies. I really I could honestly care less about this game. I wish I didn't have to pick a game like this. But I'm just going to go, yeah, it's the Chargers because they're at home and on turf in a stadium.
3: Yeah, see, I'll, I'll go against you. I, I like the Broncos in this one. I, I like Russ Wilson more as a finished product than Justin Herbert. Like Justin Herbert, I think, has probably got more raw talent. He just got, has nothing around him. In The fact of the matter Russell Wilson can't perform when he has nothing around him. He can always lean on the running game, lean on, lean on play action, run it himself. He's just more versatile than Herbert. Herbert's just got no help. He needs help, and he's got no help around him. It's, I mean, it's, he, it's a shame. He he does he does
0: have a couple of things He's him. He's got a couple, but I just I don't believe in the Broncos as much as I would like to be able. I I wish I I wish I could blindly believe like you do sometimes, Mark.
3: That that Charger defense is also really really terrible. And the, the what people don't understand here, or what I think a lot of people miss here, is like when it when a defense is that bad, it constantly puts the offense in a bad position constantly puts them in a bad position with field with field position a good defense would get you on the right side of the field better off than not forces punts you're getting a punt back where you're not having to go the length of the field that that chargers defense does not do him any favor and the facts and you can't even say like with herbert like well the front office won't get him a wide receiver they got him a a first round wide receiver a guy who can't catch it's just really frustrating to be a, a Chargers fan i went from thinking that the chargers were the biggest cock in the NFL to thinking like there's serious flaws in how this team was built. That There's oh. no, no real wide receiver and the defense is garbage.
0: Yeah. But, but I'll put it to you this way. I will become a ride or die Broncos fan with you. All right. Whatever, whatever you think is going to happen with the Broncos. If they beat the chargers, I will ride or die with you. Like I'm a dirty bird now. All right. <laughs> um, I just, I can't, I, Every time I'm like Mr. Unlimited is going to do it, he just hasn't. And this is one of the times where I'm like he he definitely could be the Chargers and it's like look, they're 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 going to California. They're in SoFi Stadium. Um, you know, the Broncos where do they play last week? They were they were playing the Texans and they lost to the Texans 22 to 17 in te- in Houston, right? And and Houston plays in an indoor field as well too. Um, they aren't they're again to your point. You you call it best a cock tease of a team because they either do really really good or they do really really bad. I just I cannot put my money and faith into the Broncos in, in this game. I just I don't feel good about it. I don't.
3: Ah, yeah, I, I agree. No, well, if you don't like bad games, and I, I'm sorry because we got a back to back doubleheader on Monday nighter and. and there's only one good team out of these four teams, that are in these doubleheader for Monday Nighter. So let's get to the bad one first. And this is the F- one that, ironically enough, is on ABC, features your Packers. Packers at Giants, this will be the one that's on ABC. Packers are looking to remain perfect in the month of December. Jordan Love mm-hmm. has been dealing this past couple of weeks. He showed up big time against the Chargers, Lions, and Chiefs. I know you said, fuck Jordan Love, and, and you're not sold on him. Any change of heart here. I mean, he did play really good last week. He has been dealing these past three weeks.
0: I so I know I'm fucked Jordan Love, but this is again that that case of a bad game. And I I have to go, the Giants are just too shitty of a team. I have zero faith in a team that is four and eight that last year was a fucking powerhouse. I mean, a lot of their games they keep close. It's either they keep it close or they get blown the fuck out like the Giants and the Bills 14 to 9. The the Bills are supposed to be an amazing ass team. The Giants actually held the the 49ers to like 30 to 12, right? And then when you take a look at some of the other games, they beat the Cardinals 31 to 28, right? The Panthers, they won 21 to 19. Uh when you look at the uh well the Lions aren't really a good example. The the Vikings, right? When when they were really bad last year in the wild card it was 31 to 24. So like you take a look at these teams that they play and you're like, okay, this should be an easy win or this should be a, a big blowout. They'll keep it pretty close, right? But when they play teams that are kind of on the similar level, it's give and take. So I'm going to have to go with the with the Packers over the Giants just for the simple fact that, yes, you were correct. Jordan Love is on a hot streak. But I also believe absolutely nothing in the giants w- where do you stand mark
3: exactly yeah like i jordan love they are they are undefeated in december it's kind of an interesting fun stat jordan love has 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 played well but quite frankly i mean about time It's about time He showed up with, with a couple of good games. He should be stringing more of those together. Not that I'm totally sold on Jordan love, but against the giants, I I think this will be another one where he puts together another good game. Maybe gives them a little bit of sense of false bravado. Maybe if you're a a diehard Packer fan, you think like, okay, this is the guy. Like I, I I love anytime Jordan love does good. They're like, see three hall of fame quarterbacks for one friend. It's like, calm down, calm down. You're so quick to like, And they did that when Matt Flynn had that one game. So it's like, calm down Packer fan. You you got someone who's serviceable. I don't know if he's a world beater, but he's definitely better than the giants. I have the Packers winning winning Monday night. I don't think anyone's going to be watching this one other than giants and Packers fans, because the better game is obviously going on at the same time over on ESPN Titans. At Dolphins, and I don't think it's because of what the Titans could possibly do. I think it's because of the Dolphins. Dolphins are red hot. They've outscored opponents oh, opponents three hundred eighty four to two sixty six. They're nine and three for the first time in twenty two years. The offense is clicking all over the field. Mike McDaniel's though not impressed. Uh, based on our opening, uh, based on uh, uh, what he said, he says this is just the beginning. They're just looking to get started. That they, that their eyes are set on getting that that first round by in the playoffs. Securing home field advantage. Meanwhile, Titans. Their coach Rabel says, is saying all the right things. He says that they're not going to stop playing. They feel like they can they can show up big. They can win some games that they shouldn't win down the stretch. They feel like they're going to compete. I love Rabel. I, I, I love the confidence. But the Dolphins are an unstoppable juggernaut. That that offense is just too much. That Titans defense is too suspect. Tua Tuscaloosa Tua is dealing on no on nobody's level. You uh, can match him right now. And Tyreek is basically playing outside of his mind. Obviously, it's going to be the Dolphins. Uh, I, I think the line here is, is is seven seven and a half points for the Dolphins. I would take that easily. I think this is going to be a blowout.
0: Yeah, I'd go like fourteen. I, I look I look for the Dolphins to win by at least two touchdowns. Nothing against the Tennessee Titans. Nothing against anybody. They're at the 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 um the vikings i'm looking <laughs> right at them the dolphins are at home they're in uh, you know they're at the gardens they're at hard rock stadium the tennessee titans I, w- I we've heard little to no chatter about them they don't really do anything big flashy and flary and to your point you are 100% correct the the dolphins are a fucking juggernaut i like for them to make a deep playoff run this year if not uh, if they can secure home field advantage throughout the entire playoff season I like for them to actually get it to, if they can secure home field advantage throughout the entire preseason or off season, God, you know what I'm trying to say here? The playoffs, if they can secure secure home field advantage for the playoffs, I think they could actually go very, very far, if not all the way to the super bowl, because they'll be playing in warm weather. They don't have to face anybody in cold weather, which we know they can do well in, but it's not preferred. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. They got if there's one team that absolutely has to get that first round by, it's going to help them the most. They, don't want to be heading up there to, to Buffalo or you don't want to be he- heading over there to Kansas City and that that wind and that cold. You, you want to be right there in the friendly confines of Hard Rock Stadium where everything is kind of going your way, where you feel the most comfortable, where you're going to get the most love. I, I feel like the Dolphins, the Dolphins, quite frankly, if there's one team that needs that number one seed that need that first round by. I think it's going to be them that they're going to need that time off and and they're going to want everybody to have to go through Miami in order to get to the Super Bowl.
0: I feel if if Miami has to play cold, uh, I I would always pick if Miami has to play cold, I will always choose the other team.
3: See, for me it really depends on where they got to go. If they got to go to Kansas City, I think that's cold but not too cold. I think got a fighting chance. If they have to go if for some reason Buffalo Bills win out, uh both Chiefs, that mean that would that would mean that the Bills would have to win this game. The Bills would win out the rest of the way as well that point they could probably qualify for the number one seed that I would be worried about a resurgent bills team with a Josh Allen that's figured out whatever's wrong and solved it and now the Dolphins have to go up to northern New York to try to win again then I'd be worried
0: (laughs) to to your point I know Kansas City can be warm-ish Like right now it's 39 degrees in in central Wisconsin, 39 degrees. It's not supposed to be this warm right now. Like it's supposed to be 15, 10 last year. I had snow that was up to like the top of my tires. Uh, I've got a Jeep Renegade 2018 Jeep Renegade. I'm looking outside right now, Mark. I, uh, I see no, I see very, very little snow. Um, (laughs) like, yeah, like I know people are like, oh, global warming's a a myth. No, global warming is here. It's not supposed to be 40 degrees right now. Like it is supposed to be 15 degrees the wind is supposed to hurt my face where I am. And 110% I'm supposed to have snow up to at least my license plate, uh, because they've plowed my driveway a few times. So like if, if they have to go through Kansas city, I still favor Kansas city, I'm going to be a little bit more on edge if they have to play Kansas City in Kansas City, but I almost guarantee that it is going to be somebody over the Dolphins and it's going to be an upset if they have to play cold. Why are we talking? Why did I have to bring up playoff talk? It's not playoff talk yet, Jared.
3: Does it work in there? We're, we're, we're I know, we're, we're too excited. excited. Well, let's get to our game of the week. Week 14 game of the week. This one is feels like a playoff game. It's got all the makings of it. Philadelphia Eagles 10-2 and versus the Dallas Cowboys 9-3. and This is Sunday night football. Last time these teams met, Eagles twenty eight, Cowboys twenty three. This is back on November fifth, so earlier uh, last month. It's been about a month. Eagles edged the Cowboys. Uh, uh, this that was game of the week back then. Here we are again in another huge NFC game. Eagles just got spanked forty two to nineteen by the Forty Nine ers. Do they bounce back in this one, or is there a chance of a mental hangover? You're you're a guy who's been pushing the 49ers you've been a pimp for the 49ers all this year long you were the one saying that they were the better teams and i was like no they're probably second tier they're probably near the top you were like this is not only the best team in the nfc the best team in the league even a true 49 49er defender uh tell me why they, they, you think that they're going to get the best of uh, the Eagles in this one. When all indicators point to the Eagles have, will have the emotional lift, it just came off a loss. Uh, Jalen Hurts is probably going to be trying to prove himself. Why are the 49ers going to walk away with this one?
0: You mean why are the Cowboys going to walk away with this oh, one? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, look. All right. So, the Cowboys, they ha- they are favored by three and a half, right? The over-under is 51.5. They mm. are There's a lot of money apparently flooding into the Cowboys, you know, I'll, I guess betters uh, feasted on the boys by one point and a point and a half, two, two and a half. Like apparently, it's just all over the board. Literally, just I guess money is flowing into Vegas out there, and it's just Vegas Cowboys fans, gamblers. Like you, you remember the Cowboys? It's like they get a touch on the first play of the first off season. They're like, oh my god, it's a touchdown! Fucking Super Bowl bound, baby. Nobody can touch us. So Cowboys fans are always going to be crazy out there in Vegas, and. Sometimes the Cowboys feed off of that energy. They feed off of how big they are. Now, I know the Cowboys did lose uh, a little under a good well, a little under a month ago against the Eagles, and it's notoriously hard for any team to win 3 times in a row. I know that the Eagles and the Cowboys are in the NFC division, which means that if they if they play if the Eagles play twice and win twice, and then the Eagles have to play the Cowboys in the off season, it is highly unlikely that they're going to win again that offseason so it would be nice to see the cowboys make it one to one which usually does happen when teams play twice in a season and that way that it is a true kind of like neutral in the offseason so i mean because the cowboy fans are so much heavily heavily favoring them to win vegas is really kind of throwing it out there there's going to be a gunslinger game and we know that dak prescott loves to fucking gunsling when he can that's why a lot of people think the Cowboys are going to win. Mark, I, I don't know. How do you feel about that assessment, man?
3: Wait, I, I like the assessment. Let me make the, ca- the case for the Cowboys here. Cause I, I, I do like the Cowboys Eagles
0: or the Cowboys. No, I
3: like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys okay. in this game. Okay. And I'll tell you why since losing to the Eagles, they've, the Cowboys have knocked off four lower tier opponents. Dak Prescott seems like he's actually coming into his own under McCarthy. Uh, th- I think this is going to decide who's going to get the first place in the NFC East. You're right. Like these teams could definitely be facing each other for a third time. You, the Cowboys got to win this one. You can't be going into to Philly where you've already lost them twice even if they're all in both of those games are close games. I feel like Dallas needs to cash this one in. And in I think you're I think to the to uh, uh Derek Carr's point he does struggle. Uh, Jalen Hurts does struggle with, with defenses. There's no better, uh, more complex defense with a secondary than the Cowboys right now. Uh, they got, I, the, the name is slipping my mind, but they got the defensive back who already has the most pick sixes. Uh, that defense has been highly productive. They're going to be able to take away things from the Eagles that I don't think other NFC teams can do. The Cowboys, they're hard. It's hard to make a case for them because you can just look back at their schedule. You can point to that Cardinals game. It could be like, see, the Cowboys are the biggest paper Tigers of all time. Listen to their fans. Their fans are annoying. You know, they always jump on, you know, they start screaming Super Bowl the moment they even look like they're a little bit good. These are all valid points to go against the Cowboys, but I'm just telling you, this Cowboys team feels different. And, and I know the quarter, the coach won't be there. Mike McCarthy won't be there because He had an illness, the appendectomy. It's going to be Schottenheimer running that plays. They've been very much in close contact. Mike McCarthy, the trick to a Mike McCarthy team is like, he doesn't really need to be there. I mean, there were points in that Green Bay area where he was like upstairs getting a massage, if you believe Aaron Rodgers. Like what Aaron Rodgers says, like his people are his people. You're going to get a Mike McCarthy team if Mike McCarthy's on operating room bleeding out or he's on the sideline coaching. No one's gonna Schottenheimer's not gonna be there and be like, all right, now we're gonna run the air raid. It's it's gonna be the same exact team because it's all based on system. I think the Cowboys have more talent. I think the Cowboys are gonna walk away with this one. I mean, you have you have a
0: point, right? Mike McCarthy or no Mike McCarthy, like some people might argue Mike McCarthy not being there is actually going to help the team. Some people are, (laughs) you know, make the argument that even if Mike McCarthy isn't there, it's the same Mike McCarthy team. But here's what I do know. I do know that the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. I know the 49ers blew the fuck out of the Cowboys. And I know that the Eagles barely beat the Cowboys last time. The thing that I have noticed is that when the Cowboys play a legitimate team, the score is close. Now, one could argue that the, C- the Seattle Sea chickens are a pretty legitimate team, right? Mm-hmm. That What was the score with that one? 35 to 41, right? So you can almost argue that when they play a good team, they struggle. Why Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, ever since they started going downhill with Green Bay, I see a lot of the same, just normal standard. I, I would call it like the, uh, the Madden, the Madden auto pick where you're like, all right, I don't really care about what plays I'm going to run. Just give me the three or four best plays that you think would work in this arena. And that is what Mike McCarthy is. He probably plays a lot of fucking Madden and that's how he would pick his things at the last end of the game. So whether he's there or not and with marty schottenheimer nothing against that guy he's a great great offensive coach right that name is synonymous i have heard that name come up for friggin' years mm-hmm. and so if he's running that team he's going to do well but here's what i don't like dak prescott has been questionable this year with some of the decisions he's made some of the games that they have lost when they are playing a very good team like take for instance the 49ers the 49ers are a powerhouse the eagles are a powerhouse And when you combine that against the Cowboys, they just don't do well. Fine. They're in Texas. The Eagles don't give a shit who you are. They don't care who you are or where you are. They're going to win. That is my only one questionable thing out there is that with Schottenheimer calling the plays, he could be like when I did drill with my other drill instructor, right? My backup one, we all knew him. We all knew the cadence. We were perfect. We actually won a ribbon for being so well in the, in the squadron. But when somebody decided to call different cadences, it's like, are we used to it? Are we not used to it? And that is my only fear with the Cowboys in, in this place. I mean, I, I out of curiosity, Mark, cause I just have this question here for you. I mean, Dak Prescott, yeah, fine. The guy's rising upwards. Jalen, he's getting he's getting some air under his wings. And Patty Mahomes, I mean, he's got nobody to kind of throw to. Josh Allen's struggling with with all the all this NFL MVP talk, especially with these big games we're talking about. Where does Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts sit in in this in this kind of wide spectrum of who's going to get MVP this year? Because I bet this is going to be one of the games that is either for Dak Prescott or for Jalen Hurts to take it because of how Mahomes and Allen are regressing.
3: Yeah, I think there is something to be said here about this this showdown here because Jalen Hurts is is offensively wise, his production's been really, really good. Dak Prescott's kind of coming into his own, and we've always been waiting for this. Like anyone who's followed Dak has been like, he's a good quarterback. People will tell you he's a good quarterback. They pay him like he's a good quarterback. He doesn't have the big wins like a good quarterback. He very much is, he almost is like this generation's Tony Romo. Like his supporters, (laughs) his supporters are willing to die on that hill that he's a great quarterback, that he's elite, and his haters will point out every time he's fucked up. And that, that 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 there's literally nothing to show for it. And both both of those cowboy fans would be right. I, I feel like something's turning here, especially for him. The way he's kind of coming into it, I think this is going to be statistically he's 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 ahead of he's ahead of hurts right now. I think he could cinch this up with a really big game, a really nice win. You're right though. When I look back at that schedule and I look back at all those Cowboys wins, especially the impressive wins, they're all against really bad opponents, and I don't think you're gonna you're gonna Track meet the the Philadelphia Eagles, but if you could, or you at least win a close one, going to go a long way to to for legitimacy and for people to be really to really to say with actual confidence.
2: How about them Cowboys? Yeah.
3: And I will say that because I'm going 31 28 Cowboys. Give me your score and give me give me your pick and give me your final.
0: Okay, so I got I I I know I was giving you all the hoopla for the Eagles. Uh, you may have wrote most of that. Uh, you may or may not have wrote most of that. So I decided to piggyback off it because he asked me politely. So I appreciate that. Um, I have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm changing my score last minute because I'm not a believer just yet. All right, um, I got to have Philadelphia 35 to 29. I feel like Philly's going to go up first. They're going to go up quick. And the Cowboys are going to make a late drive, get a two-point conversion, and uh, that's how we're going to end up at 35-29, but the Eagles are going to recover like an onside kick and then just wind time out. I do not have faith in the Cowboys to beat a real good team. I do not have faith in them to keep it as close as I would like it to be, but I genuinely feel like the Cowboys, when they play somebody that is decent and that is good, they just do not perform well. And i look for the Eagles to just widen that gap a little bit more than they did last time.
3: Ooh, we're, we're going against each other in the game of the week. We're going against each other in the Broncos chargers and Texans jets and Jaguars Browns. We got a lot of, there could be some movement here in our, our final rankings as we, as we get closer and closer to playoff time. Uh, and this is one that I know I'll definitely be watching Sunday night football, barn burner Eagles, Cowboys gotta love it. Um, as we wrap up the show. I want to mention SHIB token. So if you missed the boat on cryptocurrency uh, or you think you missed the boat on it, you missed Bitcoin, you missed Dogecoin, you missed out on those, you think, I, I can't get involved in that anymore. That All that's already done. It's not. Web 3.0 is here. Cryptocurrency is here. You can still get involved. You can still... Get some gains and still walk away with some positive results in your pocket. Shiba Inu Token is the way to go. You can find more information about investing in Shiba Inu Token at Shib Token on Twitter slash X. There you'll find links in Discord, the Telegram, everywhere else. So you can do your own research. Decide for yourself about Web 3.0 and cryptocurrency and get involved. Find out more information about Shiba Inu. They'll tell you where to buy it. If you like it, they'll tell you more about it. If you dig it, do your own research. Shiba Inu Token. It's there. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter, EDLMRK, and look for hashtag EMS192 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. Uh, Thank yous today. I want to thank executive producer Gump. I want to thank Eric, who hosted with me (laughs) yesterday on Thursday for the college football show, uh, who's a damn damn fine host himself for File Entertainment. You'll hear our long... Uh, uh, Odyssey-like journey on Tuesday, I'm sure, for the 2010s. But mostly, I want to thank uh, uh, my friend, my co-host, Jared, the purveyor of all things birds, the host of Nobody's Listening. Jared, tell everybody one more time about the podcast, where what it is, where they can get it, and about this newest episode.
0: Yeah. So it's a random amalgamation of all this other nonsensical things that are out there. It is basically just a a hodgepodge of a podcast that I definitely should not be running with other people on it. Um, I'm stuck with the Let's Play Death Ray Boys for quite some time. Uh, I, it, it's a, don't don't get me wrong. It's a welcome a welcome uh, to it. Uh, the new episode actually just dropped while we were uh, while we were chatting about uh, two hours ago. And I just want to say the newest episode is called Spider-Man Moving and Pokemon. I got back to a little bit of my roots where I talk about uh video games for a little bit, as well too, is uh talk about some just like fantasy moving elements. Um, I may have made a very ill-advised preconceived notion during that episode that you are all more than welcome to listen to and and hear my dumb face ramble and rattle. Uh, but yeah, every Saturday at about six or seven in the morning, it usually drops. And uh I'm going to be making a new sound effect for Mark here, probably in the next uh, two hours or so.
3: Nice. Nice. Well, Jared, this last sound effect is for Jared. So that Jared is very, was very critical of the baby boy celebration. Um, And I don't know if you saw the, the celebration in Baltimore, but there was a touchdown celebration, a, uh, a a bride celebration where the uh the the this guy who scored the touchdown held the football up like it was a, a, a flower bouquet and then threw it behind him like in the like in a wedding kind of situation and lavar jackson like jared is not having any of your lame <laughs> touchdown celebrations he wants better stuff doesn't like it so i'm going to play you this last clip of 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 Uh, Lamar Jackson breaking down a terrible touchdown celebration that he's quite not frankly a fan of. So until next time, be ungovernable, be uncompromising, but most importantly, be kind. Here's Lamar Jackson, his criticism of uh, touchdown celebration.
2: you see his uh, touchdown celebrations at all?
3: The first one was horrible. I told him. I didn't know what was going
2: on, so I was just standing there like, all right, come along with it. Yeah, when I seen what happened, I was like, yeah, that was ass. I told him, my fault, my fault. (laughs) But I told him, man, I'm like, that was the worst celebration I ever seen.